Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I want to follow in the Chester tradition of penises. And I'm the Avsidensky you've heard so much about. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season 10, episode 10, the finale of not last season, but the season before that, The Spite Store, which originally aired on March 22nd, 2020. And Av, I have never felt such antipathy for a Jewish man in my life. <laughs> is that me or Larry David? Yes. No, I'm kidding, of course. But um, our run is coming to an end, it appears. Um, we're here. Looks like we made it. Yeah. I, uh, you know, everyone was saying that we would never do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, everyone counted us out. Everywhere I went for these last couple of years, they said, you think you're going to do Curb? You're not going to finish it. There's no way you're going to finish it. No one can make it to the end They'll of Curb. They'll never last 10, 11 seasons. Oh, yeah. I think it was 10 when we started. It was 10 when we started. They, yeah. they even added a season along the way just to, like, to, mess to, with yes, us. To challenge yeah. us, yeah. And uh, we came through nonetheless. Here we are, 111th episode. Because mm-hmm. um, we got 110 plus the... The, uh, episode zero. Um, Plus, we, we have a couple we, special episodes. Yeah, some bonus seasons. episodes along yeah. the way. Um, the, you know, the mission was the bonus episodes we had along the way. Mm, yes, of course. Um, but listen, sometimes God closes the door and he opens a window or, or something like that, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll get to that maybe in the mailbag. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens uh, when we get to the mailbag. Um, but yeah, we, you know, the postman. Do you think we would know what it was called after 100? <laughs> you episodes, would think. We, you would we think. We both got that wrong. What did I? What? what no, did I, I oh. said mailbag, and then you copied me. Okay, fine. So I didn't yeah. independently get it wrong. It would be weird if I said like a third thing. Yeah, yeah. If I said like the letter carrier is here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Alas. Um. Okay. I guess we shouldn't uh, postpone the inevitable any further. I guess at this point we were like uh, right in the thick of COVID. Right. Like this. By now it's like clear. March twenty second. Yeah, yeah, we've we're, been we're locked down for like a week at least by then. Yeah. Um, it would be a lot longer than that. It's, you know, um, it didn't look that way at first, but then it's, uh, it just kept getting longer and longer. Um, so I'm saying we're still going. I think we're not. Um, but you know, it depends who you ask. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, our podcast has largely uh, outlived the, uh, the pandemic era, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, you, 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 you have masks by the door, but you don't have to put it on every time you leave the house. So things are good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was actually I was uh, I was reminiscing about those uh, those early days of the podcast. Um, you know, we uh, you've you've spoken many times of that. Uh, what was it? The 92nd Street Y event that you went to the se- the season premiere of this yeah. season 10. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like in some ways like that, uh, that event's probably like spawned this podcast because mm. it's like, you know, that kind of like I think, you know, got you really excited about Curb and then like you know, new season was on the air and like, you know, you were looking for something and I was looking for something and we we're just like, you know, kind of like uh, that energy, I think, is what uh, kind of uh, resulted in this podcast coming to uh, to be birthed. 
um and yeah it's like so it's like it's like weird to like go back to that time like i remember that like one of the like things i just like looked forward to every week was like oh like on tuesday nights i can't, i did like movie lab time also but it was like on tuesday night and wednesday night like i get to speak to an adult yeah um who doesn't live in my house. house yeah yeah it was like crazy like I, like I so rarely got to do that and like even just that was like awesome um and yeah we've come so far um i don't know that far you know we were you know probably in similar place um but physically uh, yeah i think we're both within 10 feet of where we started the first place. yeah um so in some ways we've gone nowhere mm, in other ways yeah. we've come very far um but here we are we yeah are. i mean we- it is one of the upsides i think of covid that it's sort of led people to realize how much technologically you can be together in ways that you previously obviously it doesn't replace being in, together in person yeah but you know zoom meetings can take the place of many uh circumstances where you know like previously if you couldn't go to like a family function in another city you just missed it and now it's like pretty standard that like you know in addition to the out-of-town guests there's always like an ipod set up so that an ipad set up right. excuse me so that you know people around the world around the country who don't get to be there can uh, participate so yeah, so uh, yeah, we hope uh, maybe we've uh, brought some people together around the joint love of this wonderful show, <laughs> um, joint hatred of you know fucking assholes in common. Mm, yes, um, you know the things that bond people. Mm, yes, we hope we've been your come with guys for 111 episodes. Yeah, and sometimes you're fucking assholes. Yeah, um, <laughs> we've had our we've had our uh, a number of celebrity cameos. Uh, yes. Mostly people played themselves. Yes. Um, we had what we had. Um, Zach played Shaq, so that was you know he didn't. Uh, oh yes, that's he didn't true. play himself. Um, almost everyone we Elon had. Elon Gold I, played Elon Gold, I think. Yeah, quite well. I, yeah. Um, I guess do we have anyone? Who, certainly, we had no one in the Ted Danson Club. Um, do we have anyone not in the Richard Lewis Club? Um, is Vicky is uh no probably Richard. Um, yeah, I'd say she's probably she's she's in the Richard Lewis Club, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're getting ourselves in trouble. Katie, here. Katie Huffman. No, I don't. They're not listening. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we ready to uh, jump into the episode? Yeah, I think so. I think we uh, we reminisced enough. Uh, people are probably uh, you know crying at yeah. home listening yeah. to this. Get so, out you of know, let's, assholes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. Season ten, episode ten, the Spite Star. Yeah, and let's jump right into the Richard Lewis Club, because we start with Hoda Kodab, Savannah Guthrie, and Josh Mankiewicz playing themselves on the Today Show, and Mankiewicz, to me, is clearly the 12th member of the Richard Lewis Club. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a, he's a definite uh, definite Richard Lewis. Yeah, uh, but um, the way that we've gotten a, lo- a lot of those is people from newscast. Like, right. Right, we, we have Ricky Chambers. Ricky Chambers play. He's like in L.A. in season 11. He's the guy on TV announcing the results of the election. Uh, all right. All right. So, so he's like a local like TV guy in. Um, so he's the 14th member of the Richard Lewis Club because I counted in order of the seasons, not in order of our podcast. So, yeah, make what we should. We should add. Um, we should go like go on Wikipedia and add just that the Richard Lewis Club members. <laughs> all right, let's do it. <laughs> We, we, we authorize a, right. a listener to do it. Any listener who wants, I will give you the list, the full list, and you can add it. Yes. <laughs> Member of the Richard Lewis Club. Um, on the yeah. Pretty good right. That's a good point. That's, this, this sounds like listener work to me. Yeah. And also the members of the Ted Danson Club. 
on their more highly trafficked Wikipedia pages. Right. I feel like that's less likely to hold up to scrutiny. Okay. Yeah. Because we have three um, three people joining in this episode, I think, at least. Interesting. All right. I guess yeah. we'll. Uh, yeah, I could. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll go through it. Yeah. Um, OK. Yeah. So we have um, the, we have the episode open with a cold open for the second straight week. Yeah. Which is very interesting that they went to that to that card back to back. But whatever. I like I it. I like it. I like it. Both I think both are uh, worthwhile and both great segments. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's just go straight into it um, before we even hear that HBO static. And there it is. Larry David is back in the news again. That's right. The mm-hmm. co-creator of Seinfeld has returned so to his contentious what is ret- like returns to his contentious ways? So like Larry arena. David is like is that- known as someone who's contentious. Well, the whole fatwa thing. Right, right. That's true. Okay, because it's always like interesting. Like, what is considered he, like public he got, knowledge? He, about yeah, Larry he got in a world. fight on opening night on Broadway. Right, that's true. He tripped Shaq. Do you think people know yeah. that he's the guy that tripped Shaq? Like, do people remember that? I mean, listen, people don't remember something Trump did six weeks ago. So no, nobody remembers that by now. He tripped Shaq in like 2002, right? Shaq was on the Lakers then, like you know. Right, but like when like the whole fought what thing happened, people were like, "Oh, Larry David again!" Like that's the guy who tripped Shaq, and like now it's just like he's a recurring. So let's talk about let's talk about the Larry David in the world of Curb. What he's yeah. most famous for? Most famous for? I mean, so, right, writing Seinfeld for sure. I don't know. I think Seinfeld is secondary to like uh-huh. to like, like these shenanigans. Like, okay, what's now? You're going to say correctly that Seinfeld was a more popular TV show than the Satanic Verses was a popular book, even though it was a bestseller. But like, what is Salman Rushdie more famous for? Satanic Verses or the Fatwa? He's more famous for the Fatwa. Right. And And there's also it's a thing where um, the Fatwa happens in the world of Curb. With social media and stuff. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So like everything is like memefied and. And just like more, it has like more of a cultural impact than like. like but you could argue, you could argue conversely that the culture is so much more chopped up into pieces. So Larry David might dominate like your and my like part of Twitter, but then like in Kansas, nobody knows who he is, right? Like, whereas yeah, but like, in the model culture, everybody knew about Seinfeld in the nineties, right? But nobody knows the names of like the writers that created things in like nineties. Like who who created Friends? Um, uh, Martha Kaufman Crane. Whatever their Fine. names are. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, most I people don't know. Yeah. Right. Most people don't know that. Yeah. Um, or Frazier. Like, like these, like these weren't well-known people. In, yeah. In that time. Yeah. Whereas, like, the guy, like, even if it's like you wouldn't necessarily be able to like, like, locate it perfectly. It's like you, like, people like remember like random like celebrity things that went viral for a day. Okay. So, do you think Larry David in the world of Curb is most famous for the fatwa? Um, that's probably right. I mean, people probably then like still identify as like Larry David, the guy who got fought. Well, yeah, he's the guy who like created Seinfeld. Like they probably know that too. Like once they know who he is. I mean, let me ask a question. Is Yogi Berra more famous as a baseball player or a guy who has the aphorisms? Aphorisms for sure. You think so? Yes. Okay. Um, because well, well, partly because everybody who knows him as a baseball player also knows him as the aphorism. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And everybody who knows him as a baseball player is, is almost dead. Also, like <laughs> right. he was good in the 1950s. <laughs> right. So, yeah, because obviously he was more famous as a baseball player in 1950, 55, 60, sure. 65, 70. Right. At because some he, point in because the 90s, he hadn't because he hadn't yeah. yet said the made up sayings. Yeah. Well, no, but he would no, Those are attributed to him even in his playing days. Fine. Yeah. But 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 he was still playing. He was winning every piece of World Series. Yeah. Now he's. Yeah. So, OK. So Larry David, same yes, thing. He so has Seinfeld's, a much bigger cultural footprint yeah. as someone who is like, yeah. I mean, look, this is the argument that I made why I thought that the Ted Danson Club, I put in all these people that some listeners get very mad at because I'm like, because I'm not thinking of the Ted Danson of like the 80s, and the 90s when he's the star of this huge sitcom. I'm thinking of him like, you know, 
the years of Curb when he's a little bit less famous. He's a little bit less famous. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this. Yeah. I still think he's very famous in 2000. Yes, yes. Well, that's why the Ted Dancing Club is such a select crowd. Yeah. He was also, also, in, he was also in movies. Like he, yeah. like, he was in movies that were, like, big movies. Like, yeah. you know, everyone knows, like, um, you know, Three Men and a Baby and... Uh, um, all right. Well, let, let's uh, let's keep watching yeah. this clip because we're going to jump. <laughs> At least that one. I remember what else he said. Spite store to spite store. And we'll get some more to dance and club members. Maybe a Jonah Hill or Sean Penn. Let's see who we got. Oh, maybe we will. Let's see. Yeah. Are you are you disappointed that you Yosef Herzog Josh wasn't Mankiewicz on this? <laughs> Look, that would be cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. They couldn't get him. They could only get Hoda. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've all he... experienced bad. Is Josh Mankiewicz a known guy for people who watch today? Is he like one of their main correspondents? I don't know. Let's look this, up. Is, this is the only thing I know him from. <laughs> Josh Mankiewicz today. He has a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Does Yosef have a Wikipedia page? I don't think so. I doubt it. Just for explanation, a guy we went to high school with is like a camera behind the scenes producer guy. He's a producer, on, yeah. On the show, but like frequently gets on air because he's like, you know, been there for like 10 years, like standing 10 feet away from, from Hoda and whoever the other one is. Okay. So he is, uh, he has big hijos. Uh, I, I figured he was probably related. He's related to the Mankiewicz, like from Mank, the, you know, the writer who wrote Citizen Kane. Oh, okay. Oh, so he's got Hollywood connections, you're saying? Yes. Mm. Um, so Mank 2 will be all about him and his performance on Curb. Yes. Mm, um, yeah. He's covered a wide variety of stories. He may be best known, but he's best known for his Dateline NBC report on the Atkins diet, in um, which he lost uh, 47 pounds. Oh, okay. I, I hate to be uh, to rude here, but are we looking at this pre-poster in, in Curb? Oh, um, I mean, I feel like a lot of people who um, do the Atkins night or really any, di- or any a lot diet, of fat people, yeah. they lose weight and then they well, become I fat mean, again. Uh, speaking for myself. Yeah, I mean, speaking yeah. for myself. Yes. Yeah. Um, some, you know, you, you kind of always revert back to yeah. uh, ground zero. Yeah. It's just a matter of if of when, not if. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's a big deal, but like he seemed, you know, he was uh, he, deal to me, damn he was a reporter on a bunch of, you know, Today Show, Nabby Sand Lose, he was on Brian Williams, he uh, did the Megan Kelly show for a little while, Dateline. So, you know, he was around for a little bit. I mean, listen, you play yourself on curb. That means by Sorry, definition. Famous. Yeah, I mean, you're you're more famous than Ed Asner. You're more famous than <laughs> um, who have we had? Uh, Gina Gershon. You're more famous than Dustin Hoffman, obviously, Sasha Baron Cohen, Vivica Fox. So, yeah. You have a uh, you have you have you have what to be proud of, as our people would say. Yeah, he's doing just fine. Yeah. Um. All right, we're twenty one seconds in, <laughs> and like uh, I think five seconds of that was the HBA logo. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's uh, try to proceed a little bit. Service before, but for most of us, there's not much you can do about it. Maybe you write a negative Yelp review, or maybe you just don't go back to the place. But Larry David has chosen a different path. This is Mocha Joe's, a small coffee shop serving the west side of Los Angeles. And this is Latte Larry's. Why two coffee shops right next to each other? We went to the man himself for answers. First of all, like, I was wrong. As if I it's like, oh, there's no, like, strip mall. Coffee in, shops next to coffee in, shops. Right, with, yeah. like, two coffee shops. Yeah, that, that's like every mall has that. I can understand this as, like, a local news story. I'm not sure why it's going straight to the Today Show. <laughs> well, it's because it involves a celebrity. Larry, yeah. I mean, and, and then Larry is is just, you know, the uh, the first one. Obviously, we're going to get much juicier names shortly. Oh, yeah. Right. No, once yeah. it becomes a whole trend. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Ordered a cup of coffee next door. This Mocha Joe's. And Josh, <laughs> the coffee here. is cold. I politely asked for another cup of coffee. 
He banned me from the store. I couldn't live with it. So you're operating this place just out of spite? <laughs> yeah. It's a spite store. I called him an old bald nut. I mean, I coughed to that. But the guy comes in here, complains about the tables, complains about the coffee. Do you have wobbly tables? Yeah, one or two, but what's the big deal? You put your foot on it. Nobody else is complaining. If he apologized, would you get out of the coffee business? Well, this guy's the mediator now. heartfelt apology, <laughs> maybe a little tear. Larry, my scones are like muffins. That would have to be included, of course. <laughs> okay, Larry says that if you would just apologize, he could get out of business. Apologize? Me? Never. A ban is a ban. You ever think that maybe the problem is you were complaining too much? <laughs> I don't like to tear people down. I want to help. Look at this pocket square you got going there. It looks out of place. That's for some English dandy. It's, it's not for a journalist. You don't think that's kind of insulting? No, not in the least. Hey, if you told me you didn't like my jacket or something, well, I, I wouldn't care. Yeah. I, actually, I, I really don't <laughs> like your jacket. Well, that's <laughs> They left this and in the news. Well, Larry, like, that's that's yeah. so, oh Just my... keep that about it. <laughs> yes. I mean, the Today Editors have a good sense of humor. I would watch. Spice I would watch this show. He's since started a trend here in Hollywood. Ooh, with other celebrities be? following. Go to hell. Like Jonah Hill, who's now operating a spite deli. So, you know, I used to go to Irv's Deli right next door two, three times a week. And I found a hair in my sandwich. Not your hair? No. This was a gray hair. As you can my see, hair. my hair is blocked. <laughs> yes. Irv's going, oh, it's yours. And I'm like, what can I do? You know, I, I can't sleep. I'm taking four or five Andy. Do you remember him ever looking like this? Yeah, he um he like he got tons of tattoos. He lost weight. He dyed his hair blonde. I remember. I remember this. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't remember this at all. He he okay. he was he, he would he had art. He there was like full like cover like pictures like articles of him and like GQ and all those kinds of magazines. It was after he had like got won it. an Oscar and he was like um yeah you know, he, just, he wanted to become like a different kind of an artist about how he's friends with his right. sister and yeah. I like Jonah Hill. I like this Jonah Hill. Yeah, and obviously he's a member of the Dancing Club. Yes. 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 Yeah. He's very famous. Herb's face. So what changed? What changed was I had seen Latte Larry's. The idea of a Spite store is such a brilliant idea. I'm going to open a Spite deli. What started off with Spite has now become a passion project. Thanks for dining with us. Three dollars. And you're turning down acting and directing gigs for this. What's left for me in Hollywood? What, win some award or something, <laughs> you know? Anytime I see a customer walk in here that used to go to Herb's, it's like my own tiny little human Oscar walking in here. So this is your life now. I might actually open a Spite Deli out in New York. There was a spot on 42nd Street that was a bit disrespectful that I'm looking at taking out. Jonah Hill is right. Anything else to say about Jonah Hill? Spike. No, it's, it's fantastic. He, he does a great job, and um, yeah, I enjoy it a lot. All right. Let's go on to uh, Sean Penn. Also, obviously, a member of the Dancing Club. <laughs> this is Ray's Exotic Birds, and this is Sean's. It's become the place to get a macaw or a hummingbird nester. I had always wanted a talking bird, so I go to Ray, just next door. And he sells me the oh, bird. Sean Penn's hair. I don't remember. Just sort of grunts. So I go back to return it. He says, no returns. He said, bullshit. Because he knew. He knew it was a mute bird. And I'm on a kind of slow burn, not knowing quite what to do. And Larry opens up the coffee place, and it was like ding, ding, ding. Sean's exotic birds put Ray right out of business. Here, this is a hyacinth macaw from Brazil. Would you like to hold it? Sure. 
Does all the time you're spending here take away from, you know, acting? I was never a very zen sort of personality, but I find myself very, very calm now. I think, you know, it's the birds. Shut up! So the next time you see two similar stores right next to each other, there's a pretty good chance one of them's doing it out of spite. Savannah and Hoda, back to you. Um, it's a standing ovation. It's really great. Sean Penn is great. Um, I, I love how like this, I mean, out of spite was like a throwaway joke in a Seinfeld season 25 years ago or an episode about returning a jacket. And Larry basically built an entire season of Kerber on that same joke. Yeah. Um, okay. So who are we saying here is, is Ted Dancing Club and who is not from this segment? Jonah Hill and Sean Penn both are, right? Sean Penn and both Sean Penn is. I'm not sure about Sean Penn. Sean Penn's like more way more famous than Jonah Hill. Sean Penn has been famous like his entire like before Ted Danson was famous. But like, I don't know. I guess I don't know if he penetrated. Like, I don't know so if people can, would name him. So to me, are, what I'm about shocked. but what about the Today Show ladies? Like, like they're not so famous to me, but it's like yeah. don't like millions of people watch the Today Show every day. But are they watching it because of those personalities, right? Like, well, that doesn't. That's not let what me, let me put it. Means. Let me put it this way: How many of the announcers from football games you watch every single Sunday would you put at the Ted Danson Club? Other, other than the ones that are already famous from being NFL quarterbacks, like Troy. Yeah, Aikman but they're there. not on screen most of the time. I mean, you know, they get a screen time, you know, before and after commercials and no, half like Hoda is on TV for like hours every day for millions of viewers, right? I guess so. Yeah, I don't like, know. I don't think of her and Sav- and Savannah. What's her Savannah Guthrie? Is that her name? Yeah. Right. Obviously, they're not so famous to me, but like I think they're very famous. Um, I have no way of gauging this because like I don't yeah. watch the Today Show, but like let's see ratings for the Today Show. Yeah, I'm looking um, at it also. All right, so they had about it looks like three million viewers. Yeah. GMA and today they're both at about 3.2 3.3 million viewers yeah so they're getting a few million people every day yeah but now, that's, I, but I don't know also, what that adds up to. but but I think it's also the same three million every yeah, day. yeah it might right be, so right it's right. sort of like like Fox News or cable like CNN MSNBC like hosts also are very famous in that small place but I never watch cable news so I don't know who any of those people are except the ones who just make complete buffoons of themselves uh I don't yeah you. a lot of them are probably the same people yeah. Whereas Sean Penn is penetrating. But it's also like audiences. the type of thing that's. But like the Today Show is also the type of thing that's on in like every airport and diners and doctors' offices. So like, like I know who they are. Like I know who they are. Okay. Even so though I never proposing... watched the Today Show. Well, okay. First of all, um, not Hoda, but the other one, um, Meredith. What's her name? I forgot her name already. Savannah Guthrie. Savannah Guthrie. No, she's she she's. There's no way she's there. Ted Dance. Uh, right, Hoda is the most. Hoda, Hoda is at the least more is, like one. I only know who Hoda is because she's been made fun of on SNL. Uh huh. Okay. Right. Yeah, but 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 obviously yes, it depends on the audience. I mean, we discussed this for the Richard Lewis Club. You and I in season eleven put both Dylan O'Brien and Lily Collins in the Richard Lewis Club, but each of them with an asterisk that we said only like for you and I. We understand that like Lily Collins may be way more famous for other people. So like for every one of these people, obviously it's relative. It's relative to our perspective. You probably wouldn't know Sean Penn. Who are we talking about? Like my mom. I'm Your like mom. just thinking as like a generic, like, you know, not super, you know. Yeah, my mom hasn't sounded. heard of any of the people. Like I'm looking at the Ted Danson Club. My mom has no idea who Julie Louise Dreyfus is. Right. All right. I'm going to call my mom tomorrow and, and quiz her on the Ted Danson Club and see who she knows. Okay. 
But it has to be like, not just has she heard of the name, but would she recognize the face? Because that's All right. It, right. Well, which one? I can only I can only quiz one of two ways, right? I, yeah. should, I, I should say I say, who, show, I say show her the pictures. Show pictures and say who is this? Yeah. Can she name the person? Because that's the point on Curb. But when we see the person on screen, we immediately identify them. Oh, look at that famous person. That's the point. Okay. Um. All right. I'm I think that's her. the difference. Hoda and Meredith have to Savannah, excuse me, have to be identified on screen as obviously so does Josh Mankiewicz. So does Judge Judy, by the way, right? That you know that Judge Judy was like an asterisk member of the dancing club. Like if she's walking down the street not in her robes, right. outside of New York, she might make forty five million dollars a year. I don't think anybody knows who she is on the streets of you know on the streets. But if you showed everyone a picture of her in a robe, sure, every yeah. like every, like Shaq doesn't you, have to be in his uniform. Like, like you would like look at someone like they had three heads. If they couldn't, they're like you're like who is this? And they said I I have no I'm idea. I'm not who that is. so sure about that. I think really I think it's very coastal and Jewish. And I mean Maybe. again. It makes forty five million dollars. A lot of people watch it. It's on yeah. syndication. I feel but like, like every, like it's all. I feel like it's like parody. Like I think everyone knows. But Judge look Judy. at the Ted Dancing Club. Like Shaq walks down the street in or out of uniform. Yeah, but also that's he because he's like seven foot tall. And okay, Ben Stiller, David Schwimmer, Jerry Seinfeld. I'm naming just right. average Jews. Right. But yeah, like no, everybody mm-hmm. knows who they are. Schwimmer, you have to remember, two thousand four. Schwimmer, twenty twenty two. A different story. I don't think he's a member of the Ted Dancing Club in twenty twenty two. Right. He's sort of like Ted Dancing himself. But in two thousand four, when he comes on Curb. It's still like, you know, that's like the final season of Friends is that year. So he's insanely famous. Yeah, it's true. To have David Schwimmer in 2020 is almost exactly Ted Danson in 2001. Like yeah. the timing. Um, I mean, Schwimmer also like made movies and stuff. But now is like, yeah, what has he done now? Yeah, course, no, he's Ted Danson went on to make Becker and to make The Good Place and to make Curb. Right. And star as Lee. Yeah. Schwimmer hasn't really done those things. It's star as Lee. Yes. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. We have heard the Ted Danson Club. Maybe she shouldn't belong. I don't know. Yeah, it's There's hard. No it's, way your mom it, knows who she is. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but that's also just like generational. It's fine. I need to. I yeah. need to. Pull, your, mom I need knows, to... your mom knows who Sean Penn is. I don't know if she would. I mean, like she might recognize Sean him. Penn was famous before we were born. It's like a different kind of famous. I just feel like he's not like a famous like name. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not articulating it well. He just doesn't seem as famous to me as Ted Danson. That's all. Um, I mean, to me, he seemed so much more. Like, like physically, he looked kind of like weird, like in that in those scenes with his ridiculous. Like, I think he's famous for his politics and for his temper. Like, it might not be like he was married to Madonna. Like, it might not be per right. se. Be, I mean, yeah, okay. I'm look here. Here are the people he's been married to: Madonna, Robin Wright, who was Robin Wright Penn for a while, Charlize Theron. Like, the, just the people he's dated are extremely famous. Each of them in their own right. Right. Yeah. No. Listen, I know who Sean Penn is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like like I don't feel like I feel like he wasn't in like huge movies. Like they were more like uh they were like Oscar movies but not necessarily like big box office movies. Yeah. I mean, but Although he, I think that he was later in in those too. So I don't know. But yeah. like his most famous movies are not like he's like not like Men in Black and Independence Day. They're sure, like Sure. But yeah, but that's not the type of actor he is. But again, but he's yeah, also no, famous I, I agree. for for humanitarian stuff and for politics right. stuff in a way that like, you know, Will Smith isn't. Right. Like we were talking about Yogi Bear, what's he most famous for? I certainly think that for a lot of people, I mean, what what is Jane Fonda more famous for? I think her acting is like way below the list of her political right. activism and right. her workout tapes and like, you know, a bunch Being of married to Ted Turner. Being married to Ted Turner, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, she was obviously a very highly regarded and famous actor in her own right, right. But like, you know, sort of like, I mean, it is kind of funny. Yogi Bear is arguably the greatest catcher of all time. 
uh, he's in the conversation anyway. But yeah, way more famous for like you know things uh, that he didn't say. Yeah, <laughs> or, or like oh that 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 Sex in the City billboard, the Yogasm. Oh, I don't remember that. That's funny. Um, Sex in the City had a thing, a Yogasm, the made up slogan, which is like um, Yogasm means like a an orgasm from Yogi Berra or B something else. And Yogi Berra is very offended and sued sex in the city because he's like religious and didn't like mm. the location. And- he might be most famous for the cartoon bear on which he is based. Yes. <laughs> or sorry, which is based on him. He's not based on the bear. Is Babe Ruth more famous for the candy bar or baseball? Um, probably the baseball. Yeah. I think he might've had a moment for candy bar, like in the eighties or nineties. Yeah. When that candy bar was at its height. I never loved the baby Ruth. Candy bar. You're saying. Yeah, um, it's funny. I feel like this is one of those things I re- learned recently that like there's that like made up thing where not or there was that thing where like, oh, it wasn't named after Babe Ruth. It was named after like Rover Cleveland's yeah. like niece. And like, I was like, no, that was, and then it's like, no, obviously it was named after the baseball player who was like the most famous person in the world. Yeah, it's a little bit like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the football player. Like, no, I'm not naming myself after that guy. Like, <laughs> OK, just a, it's a strange coincidence. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, it's like it was very much after the very famous baseball player, not <laughs> the presidents in the East that nobody had heard of. Yeah. But like, you know, we're talking about uh, who's in the to dancing club. Like, I remember when watching this episode uh, just two short years ago, like how exciting it was at, during the episode as they were jumping from celeb spite sort of celeb right. like who's going to be next? So yeah. I think when you come out swinging with Jonah and Sean Penn, immediately it's clear, like we have no idea where they're going to go. They're going to like the very top of Hollywood here. Like, yeah. I think. Even if you might think he's less famous in terms of heart, like impressiveness of a get, I think Sean Penn is like as high as you could possibly like who's higher than Sean Penn. There's not that many people. Uh, the Pope. Yeah, but I'm saying <laughs> fair. But I mean, would the Pope like, play himself or he would play a character? <laughs> he plays a rabbi. Obviously, He plays a rabbi. Yeah. He there has he the yarmulke already. He's halfway there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think like, would you say like, who would you be like more shocked that was on curb, like uh, in a cameo of like actors? I guess right. So yeah. we're, exclu- we're excluding uh, religious figures. Yeah, yeah, and uh, world leaders. I mean, Will Smith. I would. I think I'd be more more surprised by Sean Penn than Will Smith. Um, George Clooney. I I definitely be more. I, I'm surprised. I'm more surprised by Sean Penn than George Clooney. Julia Roberts. Mm, yeah, she's not really out and about that much. Um. I the guess. Queen of England. Yeah, but the Queen of England. We're talking <laughs> Donald Trump. Hey, they got Alexander Vindman to yeah, do that thing. True. That was wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was still more wild that in that episode, a Holocaust museum decided to let a guy pretend to steal a pair of Holocaust. Every yeah, everything about that episode. Everything was wild. about that episode. Yeah, I, I want Larry back on or Jeff to ask, like, how did you pull this off? Yeah, it's that's the greatest trick the devil ever pulled yeah. is letting them do that episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh like how did that not violate like seven different like State Department regulations? (laughs) Yeah. Um all right. So we're only a minute into the episode. Um well I think four minutes. Yeah. But fair. But fair. That's a four minute clip. Okay. Yeah, so something like that. Um yeah. So we are at the doctor's office at the medical center. Now let me ask a question. How surprising is it? That we see actual consequences from Larry's injury at the end of the right. It's it, that's funny. Yes, that never I, happens. I, last week I was saying how it's like weird that they have like this whole like beat panic payoff is with the uh, wheelchair thing. Yeah, and they're like, okay, and he gets hurt. Like, who cares? Like, I completely forgot that that's like a storyline the next episode. Yeah, uh, which uh, apparently it is as we see this week. Mm. Uh, and his doctor, of course, played by Alex Karpovsky, not right. quite a member of the Tadatsan Club. Most famous <laughs> no. girls, I think, right? 
Uh, that's the only thing I yeah maybe I I recognize some other things, but yes, for, he's I think the guy's name was Ray, right? Yeah, he's just yeah he's just a, he's always a very neurotic Russian Jew, basically from New York. Yeah, he's like uh, he's Shoshana's boyfriend, right? For, In girls, I mean, yes, yes, yeah, yes, for like yes. the first couple seasons, he ends up having like a fling with Marnie at one point. Yeah, he's in and around. I forget. Um, yeah, I I feel like I I did see him in something else, but I can't place it at the moment. No, I've definitely uh, seen him on like he's guested on my like, comedy shows. I've seen. Um, yeah, and and uh, J- what's her name? Uh, Joja Mamet is that her name? Yeah, Shoshana. Yeah, she's also on. Uh, I like her a lot on the flight attendant. We just finished season two of that. Mm, yeah, mm, I haven't seen season two. She was on season one. <clears throat> yeah, she plays a pretty similar character. So yeah, um, that's, I'm, that's I'm just looking her at thing. Alex Karpovsky's uh, filmography. He was, was in he some- in the Americans at all? Uh, he was in something called Code. Why? Because he's Russian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. Oh, um, no, but he was in um, Codependent Lesbian Space Alien Seeks Same. I didn't okay. see that one. I did not see that one either. Yeah. Uh, the Foxy Merkins. Oh, he was in Inside Lewin Davis. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. He was in Hell Caesar. Hell Caesar. Yeah. Um, all right. Those are his movies. That's his TV show. Um, yeah. 42 episodes of Girls. Why? I did not know he was on 42. Um, Drunk History, Curb. Five episodes yeah, of it. Nothing yeah. Else. yeah. Nothing, that it, not, nothing that's ringing a bell, really. Okay. Yeah. All right. He plays Tzvi Aharoni. Yeah, in Drunk History. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that they have like it was the Eichmann episode. I'm, I'm guess <laughs> I <No>. figured. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did you watch Drunk History? I watched like every episode of that show. For some I never reason. watched it. No. Yeah. Um, it was it was mildly amusing. You know, yeah, if you were drunk it, or something like that. <laughs> you have to be drunk to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it helps. Everyone has to be drunk because yeah. it needs to be like. Um, it's like with like Adderall. They say like if you study with Adderall, then you also have to take the test with Adderall. Like oh, both. Right? So it's like the, the performers have to be drunk and the viewers no. have to be drunk. I think that's to be like, like just an excuse that people want to do drugs. It has to be lined up. Yeah. Um, right. It's like if you were someone when you were drunk, like if you want to find your way back, you have to get. Like, yeah. There was a whole. Uh, yeah. 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 It has to like match up. Yeah. No, that's a very. I think that's a sitcom thing, right? Like yes. Some, what yes. is it like? He the, some guy gets really drunk and plays music and he can only do it when he's really right. drunk. And so they. Yeah. I'm referencing something, but I don't remember what. Yeah. Um, right, so so yeah. Doctor Siderman, 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 Siderman. I think. Yeah. He uh, he comes from like the Doctor Wiener, the the Doctor Wienerker's son's school of thought. Very offended by um, uh, Larry wanted to seek a second opinion. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's recommending surgery, yeah. um, and he doesn't like. Yeah, he doesn't like the idea of a second opinion. Which, I mean, I guess you don't have to like. You don't have to tell the doctor that you're gonna get a second opinion. But like, it's perfectly fine to get a second opinion. But you don't tell the first opinion. Well, so a I do opinion. wonder: is this? Uh, you know, I asked my wife, and of course she denied. But I do wonder. Although, no, obviously a doctor wouldn't act like Doctor Siderman here. But I do wonder if secretly they're insulted. Jen says definitely not, but maybe she's lying. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, and like, I mean, I guess I, I, I truth is I have, um, I've asked doctors like, oh, it's like, do you think this is the type of thing that it's worth getting a second opinion? I have asked that to doctors. Um, and sometimes they've said like, oh, you're welcome to. And sometimes they're like, no, like there's like, there's nothing even to like to discuss here. Like this is what has to happen. And maybe it also depends on the context. Like if you're like Dr. James Andrews, for example, if you're sort of have a reputation as being sort of like the national leader in a field and somebody right. comes from far away to see you, then it's kind of like like I am the second opinion. Like that's why you came. Right, to me. right. You uh, probably go to yeah, me first. If Doctor Siderman is like you know the local guy, um, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, right. But my point is like it, it's not necessarily just about 
the doctor, it's also about the situation. Like, yeah. like there are some things where it's just like, this seems like the type of thing. Yeah, somebody might treat it with surgery. Some yeah. people might try to rehab it. But they're like, there's other things where they're like, like no, there's like nothing to discuss here. Like, yeah. I'm looking at an x-ray. Your leg is broken. Yeah. You need to put it in a cast. Like, you don't, you don't need to get a second opinion. Yeah. Like, I'm not incompetent. <laughs> like, I know what a broken leg looks like. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. a doctor. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, I think it, it could also go to that. So, yeah. Maybe. I think Siderman is an asshole here before, okay. for that yeah. reason. Because this uh, – I mean, obviously he is because the other guy is, <laughs> treats him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a different way and it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Larry's like, well, listen, I don't really care. It's just more like when, like, people ask, oh, did you get a second opinion? I want to be able to tell them that I did. Or, like, <laughs> it's really going to be, like, that, like, my mom is, like, harassing me from, like, beyond the grave. And, like, she's in my head. And, like, she's going to be like, oh, did you get a second opinion before you got the surgery? Like, I want to be able to say, yes, mom, I got the second opinion. I want to be able to be honest. <laughs> and he's like, okay, do whatever you want. But, like, this is ending with surgery. We, we both know that. Yeah. Very confident, Dr. Siderman. Yeah, he's very confident. So we head over to the country club to play some golf. And Larry bumps into Joey Funkhauser. Mm. Um, this is know, Chaz Bono's um, debut on Curb. This is Chaz Bono's one and only. Uh, we saw Jody in season six, which is only four seasons ago, but 13 years ago. Right. As my played yeah, by Mayim Bialik. The Mayim Bialik, yeah. So. Basically, so in 2000, yeah, so that was in 2007. So Joey completed his transition at some point during the Bush, Obama, or Trump years. From the way Larry and Jeff are talking about it, it seems to be quite recent. Um, yeah, well, I think this, it's when Marty was still alive, there, he, he talks about it. Yeah. And it sounds like something that's like, very recent at the time. Yeah. Like it just happens. Yeah. I feel like Larry was going to see that penis as soon as it became available to be seen. Yeah. And I believe I could be wrong here. So I feel, I'm open to being corrected, but I believe um, Chaz Bono was first um, out as a lesbian and then as trans, which would be the same. The actor you're saying. The actor, which is the same as the, as the Joey. Same. Oh, okay. Right. I, to be honest, I don't know enough about Chaz Bono. Chaz Bono is... No, but meaning that is what happens with Jody then Joey. Yeah. In Curb. Is that yes, first... Yes, yes, she's gay. And then transitions. Jody is gay, yeah. But Ch Chaz Bono is Sonny Bono's... Is Sonny Bono's father a kid, I mean? Yes. Okay, I don't even... Yeah, I don't know I don't know anything else about it. And I don't know anything else about Chaz. Let's see. Let's pull up about Chaz Bono. So I didn't know that Chaz was trans also. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I guess that's good representation from Curb. Um, yeah. Um, yes, Bono is a trans man in 1995, while then identifying as a woman, and several years after being outed as a lesbian by the tabloid press, Bono oh, self-identified as lesbian Bono's will, you're saying. in cover story. Mm, interesting. All right, very interesting Larry, doesn't, Larry doesn't out Jody when it's my Bialik, does he? He's not responsible for that. I don't think so. Yeah, I forget. That's um, season six. It's a long time ago. And then, oh, it says someone here in the family died from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. That's too bad. Mm, I guess, they had, the, I guess I they had the bad Hodgkin's. Yeah, it's too bad. Um. Okay, so yeah. Good job by Curb. Um, so, yeah, so... Joey's asking about the store, and Larry tells him that you know everything's going so well, everyone's loving the spite store, 
and Joey wonders if there might be a job available for him. Um, he'd love to come down there and do some work over at Latte Larry's. And uh, as they're talking, Larry notices that Joey has left the uh, the shower on, and Larry accuses him of not respecting the drought, that he's just, like, letting the water run. Uh, but, like, Joey's like, well, you know, I want the water to, you know, heat up. I'm with Team, I'm jo- team Joey here, for sure. Like, you know, you, you let the water run for a little bit. Uh, maybe it depends where you are. Like, in Israel, you don't do that. So I don't know what the level of drought is in California at this time. But listen, the focus in this scene is not on the drought. The focus in this scene is in Joey's enormous penis. So can we get to the penis already? And Larry is very startled by it, uh, particularly at the enormous size of Joey's penis. And Larry's like, listen, I'm totally cool with the whole transitioning thing, but you really went down and picked yourself a big penis there, didn't you? And he's like, why would you even want that? That's probably like a big pain in the ass, the chore to lug that thing around. Um, like, have you, and he wonders, like, have you even uh, had the opportunity to sleep with some dames, in the, you know, with that thing? And Joey's like, I have. And let me tell you, there's been no complaints. The ladies love the giant penis. So I hear. Um, and then, yeah, so um, they agree that um, they're going to be in touch about the job. So this has been a productive meeting, uh, both in terms of job creation and the penis admiration. Yeah. Now, what exactly is Joey doing that he's like hanging out at the, at the club all day long, but then he needs a job as a barista? Not that there's anything wrong with the job as a barista, but I feel like that club probably has very expensive dues. Yeah, but maybe he's in on like the family membership. OK, but like he still doesn't have money. Mm. Like, he still needs to pay his rent. Like, he can, like, get into the club because, like, they have, like, a family. Yeah, he could probably charge guys like Larry just to look at his penis because (laughs) Larry seems to be very excited by it. Uh, Yeah, Larry would pay. Yeah. Not, like, in a sexual way, just, like, in a fascination thing. Yeah, yeah, no, just, uh, I mean, listen, he's been observing penises since Houston back in the day, right? (laughs) Larry appreciates a big penis. He does. He does. I don't know if he appreciates more than he's just, he's perplexed by them. Mm, Yeah. He wants to understand more. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we're gonna, so we're gonna head, uh, we're gonna head over for some lunch with Leon and Jeff, um, and for that, we'll head over for another clip. We only have a few of these left. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty good. Fantastic. All right. Excited to have you. Okay. Hey! Whoa! Do I get <laughs> Country club shit right here. Yeah! <laughs> How you, uh, doing? What's going on? Uh... I just saw Joey Funkhauser's new penis. <laughs> Marty Funkhauser's daughter has transitioned into being a man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Had the surgery, and uh, it's big. Mm. How big? Really big. Wow. Yeah. He gave himself a giant penis? Did you see the balls? No. Completely taken with a penis that I didn't get to, you know, look at, look at the scrotum at all. So wait a minute. <laughs> this is what happens at country clubs. White guys walking around showing each other their Johnson. <laughs> no, no, no. I saw it in the bathroom. He's wearing a terry cloth robe. Now hold on a second, because <laughs> Leon is very judgmental. This is what happens at country clubs. White guys walk around showing off their Johnsons. But he's about to tell us that to get in to the big Johnson meetings, you have to show your Johnson at the door to gain entrance. So Larry <laughs> is frequenting meetings where everybody must show their Johnson. So who is he to judge? Well, only big Johnsons. He, I think he's implying that white people with small Johnsons shouldn't be walking around. Well, but we just learned Joey's is very much uh, not a small one. Oh, he's a he's an outlier. Yeah, well, that's why he's allowed to walk around showing it off. Fair. 
Oh, he turned and the robe opened up. People don't tie robes properly. They do not. They're very <laughs> cavalier about a robe, you know. You can't just fling one side over the other. Cinch your robe. Cinch, Cinch your it. robe, right. I don't see how you can wear underwear with that thing. It's so big, there's no way you can fit in underwear. You can't. Right? Everybody in the Big Johnson community knows that. You can't wear underwear. All right, pause I don't again. wear underwear. There's a Big Johnson community? <laughs> There's a Big Johnson yeah. community. I, I, need to, I need to impeach Leon again here. Now he's saying that he doesn't wear underwear. He has he's a liar. It's Leon. He's lying. Yes, we've discussed the underwear that Big Johnson community wears. Where? Yes. So anyways. You're um, telling me Horsecock Williams doesn't wear, wear underwear? <laughs> there is no Horsecock Williams. <laughs> All right. That's question number one. Is. When we get to Once a month, we talk about the pitfalls of having a big-ass Johnson. I've had several at the house. You, you've had a big Johnson meeting at, at the house? When you're fucking out of town, the whole community shows the fuck up. And we sit around the table and just talk. Do you have yeah. officers? Fuck yeah, we do. Who's the president? My man, Horsecock Williams. Look, I don't have a big penis, but I'd like to oh see if God. I can join the big Johnson community. How are you getting in the big Johnson community without a big Johnson? What? I know somebody there who could vouch for me. They, they, they gotta look at it. You can't just show up. <laughs> you gotta flash that motherfucker at the door. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happens if I get caught? Do you think you have to do it every time, or just like once you're known by face, you could come like you're in? Or do you think well, every once time you're known you by flash, penis, I think. Yeah. You flash, you flash yeah, I think you gotta, every you, time. I think you get a card. You have to verify. You get uh -huh. a card, and then you just show your card at the door. Got it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you can't. No one. Someone can't just vouch for you. Get out of there by your little ass Johnson. But maybe this would be a good thing for Joey because it's way too big and he can't handle it. I foresee big problem <laughs> with that penis. Big. And because it's curved, but we know he's right. Larry David's a wise man. Yeah. And then we jump immediately. We see Paul Shear as you pause that next clip. But um, so Paul Shear is here playing uh, Frank, the obnoxious agent. So we're almost completing our uh, card from uh, the league on curb. Yeah, um, still be John Lejoie. Yeah, he tells Larry that he is uh, representing the seller on the house next door to him. Um, yeah, Larry's like, oh, if I uh, if you were moving in, I would buy it because I don't want my neighbors uh, to be you. Yeah, which seems like such a throwaway line at the time because we don't know who this Frank is. and We don't care, <clears throat> but he's going to play a major role in the uh, conclusion of the season. Oh, he will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back. Uh, we're going, we're going over to Latte Larry's. Larry himself is actually on the way, and he hears a siren behind him, sees a fire truck. So like any uh, responsible citizen, he pulls all, over, all the way over to the side to let the fire truck pass, except when he proceeds on way to uh, Latte Larry's, he sees that the very fire truck that passed him on the highway is now parked in front, and the guys are inside drinking coffee. And he goes over to him. He's like, what the hell? Where's the fire? I saw you guys racing with the siren on, and now you're sitting here drinking coffee. You were abusing your siren. I'm with Larry on this, by the way. And they're like, oh, come on. Everyone does it. Like, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. You know, we sometimes we, you know, we have traffic. Um, and he's like, listen, I get it. You know, I would also abuse a siren. I once had a disability placard. and I abused the hell out of that. <laughs> I can't imagine what I would do with the siren. Um, but yeah, so he's, uh, setting up the later plot point here, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, he tells him off and then he, uh, Leon comes over to tell him that Joey's here for work and, uh, Joey, you know, is excited to start, gives Larry a big firm handshake and Larry sends him to the back to change. 
And he suggests that Leon also teach him how to charge the coffee cups. Uh, very important that he know how to charge the coffee cups, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. The signature uh, feature of Latte Larry's. Uh, suddenly, a familiar face walks into Latte Larry's. It is none other than Larry's former assistant, Alice. Dun, dun, dun. Who walks up and apparently... She has no memory at all of who Larry David is. So Larry's like petrified about what's about to happen. Uh, but he picks up on the fact that she doesn't know who he is. He lies and says that his name is Buck. Which is hard when your name is on the establishment. Yes. And then immediately Larry's like, uh, Leon calls over. And he's like, hey, Larry, where are the aprons? And he's like, Larry's like, oh, well, Buck's my nickname. Uh, Buck naked. And she wonders how you got from Larry to Buck. What's even the connection? And he's like, well, look, I used to like Westerns a lot. So, like, I got the name Buck. He's like, oh, really? What's your favorite Western? (laughs) And he's like, Blue Skies Over the Canyon, Uh, which is not a real movie. Yeah. Okay. And she tells him, you know, I love your place. I just moved into the neighborhood, so I'm going to be here all the time. Uh, You should look forward to having a regular new customer. Um, obviously this is not what Larry is looking to hear. Okay, so we're gonna head over back to Jeff's house for a few minutes, and we're gonna get another clip set up for that. You know, it's so crazy. She's completely normal, but she just doesn't seem to remember me or ever working for me or anything to do with me. So she suffered memory loss from the choking on the scone. And that got me out of the lawsuit, the whole thing. Oh, it's Tara and Will. By the way, my wife has told me women hate when people just touch their pregnant stomachs. I mean, that sounds right. I would want my pregnant stomach to be touched. I don't want my not pregnant stomach to be touched. And how close is Susie with these people who we've literally never heard of before? (laughs) Right. And she's like, I must touch your pregnant stomach. No, but Jen says that is a thing that people like. I'm sure it is. Yeah, but it's insanely offensive and just strange. Yeah. Much about. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> it's so nice to finally meet you. Hi. Yeah. How you doing? Hi. Will. Will. Yeah. Any minute now, I think. Yeah. 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 Any minute. Jeez. Oh, boy. You know, I impregnated somebody. <laughs> huh? Yeah. We broke up in the abortion clinic. How about that? You've never done uh, Sam Richardson's wow. face is priceless. Just yeah. so you know, while you're here, I don't know how to deliver a baby. Okay. How, do you, how do you induce labor? Can you scare someone into labor? I don't know. Is that know. possible? I, I mean, maybe it's possible. I think it's something we want to avoid. <laughs> a baby should come when it's naturally supposed to come. Who needs Mr. Oh, Budinsky over here? Budinsky. It's just a hypothetical. Let's say you had a bet with a friend. You see a pregnant woman, who, a big pregnant woman walking down the street. You make a $50 bet with this friend that you can induce labor by scaring her. You go into the bushes. She's walking down the street, and all of a sudden you jump out. Ah! Uh, you in the bushes? Yeah. For 50 bucks, you're going in the bushes? Yeah, but it's hypothetical. See if you can induce labor. Well, what happens mm. if she goes into labor? Yeah, what happens if you win? Yeah. I, I drive her to I the go hospital. back to France. Okay, let's say you're driving her to the hospital, and along the way to the hospital, she starts giving birth in your car. Well, that's a problem. you got to really think these hypotheticals out, because <laughs> they always end poorly. I, I, okay, I, 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 I love yeah, that quote so you. much. So I'm so glad you guys finally <laughs> came over. Sorry we're late. Yeah, that's it's on me. I, you know, I, I refuse to look at the phone and like I, I try and go off the watch. I forget, and it always like, runs a little late. Yeah, hard to. Can't get that fixed. I've tried, but you know, it always just like. Uh, I know back, a guy you know. can fix that easily. He's he's great. 
You sure? K KL Jeweler, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I drive by there every day. I can just bring it in. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's so nice. See, this is also just like an unnecessary favor offer. Like yeah. the name of the place that can fix it. Yeah. It's great. Like, oh, I I know the perfect guy. Go, yeah. you take care of it. Yeah. It's your watch. It's insane. There's no reason for that Larry volunteers to do this for this stranger that he just met. Yeah. Um, while we're staring at this uh clip or or we we're actually frozen on it, I'm looking at the bar in the background. Can we discuss mm -hmm. that for a second? Certainly. And maybe this should be like off podcast conversation. I don't even know. Um, but like, I was sort of wondering, like, at what age do you uh, age of your children? Do you, should you not just have like an open bar like that? Do you have to like lock your alcohol? Um, yeah, I mean, probably once they get to like, I don't know, middle school for sure. By high school, you don't want that stuff around. Yeah, because I told my, my wife's like, no, you don't have to do that. I'm like, for sure you do. She's like, you think our children are going to steal our alcohol? I'm like. My wife was like such a goody two shoes. I'm like, it's not stealing alcohol. It's like the peer pressure when you're with your friends when you're 13. If there's bottles of alcohol and nobody watching, like you know, it's like. But um, yeah. So, but uh, I guess Sammy is old enough that I see we got we got a Hudson whiskey right here in the in the front corner right behind Larry's hand. Uh huh. We got the bottle of Azul tequila. You see that behind him on the other side, the blue and white bottle. It looks like a vase. Yeah, I, I actually recently had some really good tequila. Mm -hmm. um, I had like not had tequila for like 15 years because like I just like, associated with like, getting it too drunk when I was like young. Yeah. Uh, but like they have really good tequilas now or maybe yeah. they always did. I don't so know. So that that bottle, the the, the Azul, the blue mm -hmm. white bottle, um, I actually have that. And it's it's the second most expensive bottle of alcohol I own. And it's kind of ridiculous. But um, my wife really likes the bottle and it actually is very good. I've had it before. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good tequila. Yeah. Tequila. Yeah, yeah. but uh, in, ge in general, yeah, I don't my like grandpa's watch like, like right before 50 the bucks day. Oh bottle, yeah, so. you should yeah, get a that's fix. right. That's and believe right. me, if anybody can fix it, it's this guy. He's oh, great. I appreciate God. that. Where are my manners? You want something to drink? That would be great. I'm, I'm really craving ginger ale. Oh, we mm -hmm. have ginger ale. Do right, you? Jeff? I cannot stock up enough ginger. I love ginger. <laughs> hey, that reminds me of Kramer's. I live for Merlot. I live for Merlot. Like it's just so over the top. Love of ginger ale. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I stole your line. Two ginger ales, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. So, um, do you know the sex of the of the child? How's that only two, by the way? Oh, Sam that? Harris said he wanted ginger yeah, ale. Larry said he wanted ginger ale. Jeff said he wanted like like that's three. Uh, well, Jeff, Jeff said he likes ginger ale. He didn't say yeah. he needs to drink any now. I mean, he likes it and he's stocking up on it. <laughs> yeah, he Very might as well have some. I mean, if yeah. you're getting for other people, you're probably going to be thirsty too. Yeah. Mm. Like and like you're gonna want one in four minutes. So like just get one. Yes, out. of course. I was the, at a meeting tonight, and every color. person at the table except for me had like a can of some kind of refreshment in front of them. And I said to somebody, I'm like, "Oh, is there like a a uh, some place to get these?" And every single person's like, "No, I just brought it from home." I'm like, "Well, I, I didn't know this is part of the like the plan here." But anyway, you didn't know it was BYOB. BYOC. Yeah, I mean, there was a vending machine down the hall, so oh, so that's the place that everybody got from. Well, no. When I asked, uh, th then somebody said, "Oh, but there is a vending machine down the hall." Ah, uh, okay. That seems like a decent option. But I yeah. mean, you'd, you'd, you'd rather not. You'd rather we didn't have to wrap the podcast for this stupid anecdote. <laughs> what, you want to get cannabis? I don't know. No, you brought it up. Mm, yeah. Well, because you said Jeff, he's going to see them drinking. He's going to want one, and you're not. Um, one. Yeah. Um, can of soda played a very uh, prominent role on the Better Call Saul finale or the mid-season finale. Mm, yes. Are we allowed to talk about that? Your spoiler-free zone. What are the rules? Yeah, we may as well keep it spoiler free. People aren't expecting that sort of stuff. Okay. But all uh, right. Uh good episode though. Good up, good up, good up. Yeah, if you're up, watching Better up. Call Saul, you should probably just watch <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I mean 
Yeah, yeah you should have seen it by now. It's like oh, it's like ten days late at this point. Yeah. Well, there's people who wait for a whole season to end. Right, right, because they're waiting for it, to, or they're waiting for it to get to Netflix. Or yeah, but it's listen, it's and a week to week, like you can get pull that off on like shows like that are dumped on Netflix. When you dump seasons at a time, I feel like people don't talk about spoilers because they never know who's up to what when. Right, but a, yeah. but when a show is on with episodes like weekly in the traditional sort of uh, network system. Yeah, although honestly, it's, it's like most, it's like almost everything it, it, other than Netflix now is doing something other than just like dumping it all at once. Yeah, although they did do that. They did that for the Michael Shea show. HBO just did for that damn Michael Shea. They dropped all six at once. Exception at this point. And, and I was a little bit surprised why they dropped all six at once, since that's not what HBO usually does. For which show? Sorry. For that damn Michael Shea. Uh-huh. On HBO. Right. Yeah. No, they usually week. don't do that. Yeah. HBO does most of their shows once a week and they do some like twice a week or they do some, you know, three and three or something. Yeah. But um and then like well, Disney's you watch does... Hacks on HBO Max? Yeah, what did they do? They seem like they, they do did... two at a time. They've been dropping two at, two at a time. time. Okay. Which yeah, is sort what... of the way that some, you know, like it's always sunny will release two new episodes a week. Right. That's what Flight Attendant did also. Yeah. So maybe that's HBO's like sort of move to. I think that's what they HBO. I think that's HBO versus HBO Max. Like I think HBO, they're still doing like the weekly. If it's actually on TV, then they'll release online at the same. Right. But if it's not TV, it's HBO, Hmm. then they could do whatever they want. So that's interesting. So I was so flight attendant is never on the actual HBO. Like, I don't know why. I don't think HBO on TV. Like, why would you do that in this day and age? I mean, some people get HBO through cable, but then they also have HBO Max. Right. right. I mean, they have access to it, but maybe, but I'm sure there's tons of people I that mean, don't know what HBO Max is, like older people who just have HBO, I, like so, cable. Um, I when I had cable in the city and, you know, when you live in Manhattan, you live in like a big apartment building. You don't have choices on who your utility providers are. It's like the right. one that's available for that building. So my particular provider was very, very bad. And um, among other things, I called and I said, you know, I I HBO is fifteen dollars a month. Where's HBO Max or HBO Go, as it was called at the time, excuse me. And they're like, oh, no, you have to pay extra for that. I'm like, what? Why is that? They said, honestly, the reason is because um, we're, um, we mostly service. This is what the guy told me on the phone. We mostly service uh, senior living facilities and old people like don't really know. And so why should we provide a service? Because most of them aren't going to take it anyway. So if you're going right. to we're going to charge you extra. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is very honest of you. To- <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the HBO Max stuff is just HBO Max. I think it's just on the streaming platform. But how do you know when you're watching something if it's HBO Max or, H- or, or HBO? Um, for I mean, for for your purpose, if you're watching everything on the HBO app, yeah. Uh, the only difference is whether or not you get the HBO static or the HBO Max intro. Before. Oh, HBO Max doesn't have the static, right? Oh, interesting. But new episodes of shows that are also shown on the television do have the static. Like Curb has a st- yes, Curb is HBO. Yeah, it's a, it's a separate like division of the studio. Yeah, but but do they ever uh, do they? I guess yeah, they advertise it differently, or do they? Don't they advertise Curb is also being HBO Max now? It's you can watch it on the HBO Max. No, I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying like what were like the main ads? Curb season eleven ad. Oh, I don't know. Let me see what it looked like, like an image. Um, 
Oh, they probably yeah. It, yeah, it says new season um streaming um October twenty fourth HBO Max. That it only says HBO Max. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, they're probably that that yeah. might just be part no, of that. Now it does say advertising strategy. Now it does say an HBO original curb your enthusiasm. Right. So yeah, okay. So whatever. Yeah. That's like legalese. They you know, mm. and, you know, the, the marketing department, the legal department has to get on the same page about yeah. what the billboards are allowed to say. And you yeah. Know, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I guess it would make sense that they want you to like watch it on HBO Max, even if it's, uh, you know, an HBO show for whatever reason that they have. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, well, we're wildly off uh, topic here. <laughs> Listen, you got to really think through these hypotheticals because sometimes they got to. Otherwise, they could go wrong. Yeah. Don't think so much. It might not By the way, right. Jeff took over the hypothetical, and he's the one who turns it into a <laughs> Yes, he's the one that made it crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was already pretty crazy. Larry hiding in the bushes. Um, no, but he didn't even have to get there. Like, he's the one that's like calling Larry out on the specifics of the hypothetical. Do you remember the story of our of our mutual acquaintance, Danny, uh, with pushing someone in the bushes? <laughs> uh, it sounds familiar. Could you remind me? So, I mean, the, the details are lost to me because it's 18 years later. But <laughs> uh-huh. what I recall of it was um, when they were like, you know, it was, this is when you're like a teenager, immature age or whatever. Um, when your parents probably shouldn't uh, leave alcohol uh, available to you and your friends. Um, he was walking down the sidewalk in his neighborhood with some friends, and there was some like house with like a large hedge all the way around like the uh, the the uh, property. And somehow, like the dare was to like shove the next person that passed into the hedge. And, <laughs> okay. and, and, it's like when it's like when the Van Buren boys make you, yeah, like, exactly. Like, the and it was and 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 again, and my memory it might be like wrong about who pushed who, but my memory is that uh, whoever it was pushed danny's grandmother into the hedge what and like she came out and her arm was like like in this like 90 degree angle sort of like uh, when you're biking and you're indicating a turn i don't know but crazy. This, this is my very foggy memory so um you know next time you speak to him you can ask him about that is this story. the grandmother who was married to the grandfather who invented the tunes of benching oh <laughs> that one i always assume was like it was a it like a joke yes but, um, yes, yeah. yes yes anyway um Anyhow, yeah. So you got to think these hypotheticals out. You do. And by the way, Jeff says this to Larry immediately before Larry then drops a hypothetical that is going to cause severe dissension in in the Will Terra marriage. Um, Yes. Are we finishing that clip? This is, yes, we are. This is a weird road that Larry uh, takes us down here. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, the tone, would you prefer it's a a little darker? I would imagine you might prefer it to be a little darker (laughs) as opposed to lighter, no? Well, I I mean, I've never even thought about it. But yeah, I guess like darker, I guess. Yeah, I would think. What? Right? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> I, I, what? You prefer to be prefer it. Like, I mean, if someone's asking me like, if I had to choose, I'd say like Why darker, are you yeah. choosing? You um, probably like it a little lighter, maybe. No, <laughs> no I, I don't. I don't think I want my baby to be lighter. I haven't thought about that at all. I'm surprised that you've thought no, about yeah, it. Like, right. it's just, I mean, well, like, I, I hadn't thought about it, but ask the question. Um, I mean. I know, but you could have said, I don't have a preference, but you said you'd prefer him to be darker. You don't have a preference? No, I don't have a preference. Say somebody put a gun to your head. (laughs) Why is he pushing this? If you want to be lighter or darker, what would you choose? Why is someone holding a gun to my head and asking me what shade I would prefer my son to be? I don't know. Why is he putting a gun to your head? He wants to to find out what, what your preference is. So you're walking down the street with Will, and he snatches you into the back seat of the car, and now he's got a gun to your head. You want a lighter or a darker baby? What shape? What shape? <laughs> what color is the guy holding the gun? He's mocha, right down the middle. Right down the middle. 50-50. You want a lighter or a darker? I, 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 I would say on the lighter side. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. 
See, so you have a I, But I had a gun to my head. You didn't have a gun to your head. We're sitting in the nice living room. We're getting ginger ale. I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be black. Oh, Love it. Okay. Where are the ginger ales? I don't feel. I'm not wrong. Yeah, I can't believe Jeff is missing this. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much for your hospitality. Sorry about all this. Thanks for having us. I'll get that watch fixed. you what now just curiosity like we've discussed many times how jeff always makes this terrible horrible decision of wanting larry around when jeff is trying to like um, you know engage with people (laughs) right but did Susie do the same thing here Susie like had will and tara over at the same time as larry like this is she has only herself to blame uh, yeah, what did you think was going to happen? What was, what was the of course of he, whole affair? Of course he was going to ask them what race yeah. and skin tone they would like their child to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, every time he engages with a pregnant woman, he offends her somehow, right? Yeah. It's the woman who's a jostling the baby. It was the lesbian <laughs> couple. It's yeah. Yes. He's always a. It was it was the um the uh, the the woman who was the surrogate or the carrier the uh, right 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 carrier. Yes. Obviously. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, he doesn't do strange. well with he doesn't do well with the pregnant women. Yeah. And also, I, I don't know how many nine month women, nine month pregnant women are like cool to just like hang out with like random acquaintances. Like, sure, I'm going to walk all the way over to your house and meet some other guy. I feel like my wife was uh, not in that mode at that stage. Um, yeah, being pregnant seems very bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is my screen like, like, yes, yeah, yeah, it's like fl- it's like flickering a little bit. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. It's like it's like in a movie whenever they show like somebody like connecting to video chat from like space. Right. They always do that at first, yeah. but I've so never you, actually seen that. Are you life. connecting? Are you connecting from space? Yeah, I have some news for you. I've uh, relocated to the moon. That's awesome. Mm, yeah. What's it like over there? Probably boring. Um, yeah, not a lot to do. Some podcasts with people back on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, what would you do on the moon? I mean, if you're not like, I mean, there'd be just looking at the Earth from the moon, and that's like completely mind blowing. Right. And after for, like, ten, for 10 seconds. Yeah. After <laughs> like, yeah, a few minutes, it's like, all right, now what am I going to do? Yeah, this is basically my exact experience of going to the Grand Canyon. Okay. It's like very cool for like 30 seconds and then you're like, okay, like now what? It's like you like should we continue standing near the hole and looking into the hole or should we walk yeah. back to the car? I, mean, like, I feel like I could go a little longer than 3 minutes at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you, you you know, you use binoculars, you look at like the brand of things, but I I get the general gist. I feel that way. I I love I always love to make this analogy because it's guaranteed to offend everyone in the room, which is I always say I always say um, Disney World to me is the same as Petra. Are you familiar with Petra? Um, no, but I feel like a lot of tourist places are the same as Disney yeah. World. Like yeah. Venice to me is the same as but, Disney but what, World. Yeah, but but Petra is like one of the seven wonders of the ancient world and is like greatly respected by people who would look down and be snobby about Disney World. And then Disney World people would never have heard or be interested in going to Petra. So that's why I love to say that because I offend both sides, I feel like, at the same time. But for both of them, what I mean is the only reason to go there, in my humble opinion, is to say you've gone there to check off the box. Right. I'm okay. interested in Disney World. Like, yeah. I, I don't like standing in line for an hour and a half to feel like I want to vomit for five minutes. Uh, candy everywhere. You know, walking. Like, kids are. Yeah. Eh, no, not for me. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what I felt like about Venice as well. It's like yeah. it's cool for like six hours. And then you're like, OK, like I really want to like go there. Yeah. And it's why well, should it take like four hours to like I have to like traverse canals now. It's very stupid, stupid, but yeah, but it's like, but you know, I still have this desire to go to like many places, though. And not that I've gone to that many places. I don't think yeah. I've traveled that much, but um, yeah, I've traveled a little bit. I did a decent yeah. amount of like Western Europe right after we got married. We went to a few places. 
Yeah, I think, uh, I think but the there's window, still plenty, plenty this more I, too. This is what I would say to listeners who, you know, obviously uh, it takes a certain level of uh, financial ability because even like, like when my dad's day, you went to your front $5 a day and there was like literally a book about that. Like we stayed at youth hostels where like it was still like 40 or 50 euros a night, which was like 60 or $70 a night at the time. And this is also like 15 years ago or whatever. But um, so it's very expensive for sure. But if you have the ability, do it like when you're in your 20s, when you don't have obligations. Oh, for sure. You don't have like a job and marriage and children, which was like, I feel like that was my mistake. I should have traveled more at that stage of my life. But yeah, I mean, we went we went to a few places before we had kids. We went so to, after uh, married. You after you got. married? Yeah, we did. Okay. We did a Spain trip. We did an Italy trip. We did mm-hmm. uh, France. We did Amsterdam. OK, um, it was all one trip or like multiple times. Uh, no, we did a oh. few trips. Yeah, okay. so we, we got some good places. In. I mean, there's obviously we would love to go to more places and we like to I'd love to go back to like half the places they went. And like, that's probably never going to happen. But, mm. uh, you know, we did a nice amount. Maybe I also made the mistake of marrying someone who was in medical school in that residency. So had like zero right. time flexibility to ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's like tough because like you need like, you know, 10 days yeah. for these. Types well, that's of why I'm saying that's why when you're, you know, before you're married, you have uh, fewer commitments to uh, to have to coordinate with. Yeah. So. Otherwise, then you have to wait till you're like 60. And then it's like, yeah, that's not a fun time to go. Yeah. Like Probably. you want to go when it's like, you know, yeah, go when you're like 23. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect age. Yeah. If you After can. college, take a, take a year abroad, take a semester abroad. That's also yeah, a good idea. For sure. Yeah. If you're uh, yeah, if you're a 14 year old kid listening to this, wanting life advice from two mm. old geezers <laughs> who never, who never did anything fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go to Europe. Not Ukraine, though. Don't go to Ukraine. Um, Asia, South America, everywhere. Yeah, oh, I yeah. want to go to I want to go to Asia more than anywhere else. I went to South America once. I didn't love it. We went to Argentina to Buenos Aires. We, okay. we, we it was like okay. We it was you not went, one. You went with Rachel again. Yes, it was okay. not not one of our uh, favorite trips. Mm. Have you been to East Asia at all? No, not at all. I haven't been east of Israel. Mm. Yeah, um, and yeah, um, yeah. I want to go to Asia much more. That's my my dream in life. Whenever I have uh, time and opportunity, which who knows? Maybe when I'm sixty. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe we could. Um, uh, Should we the fifth, the, the fifth yeah. recharging of the mitzvah? Yeah. Maybe 52, 65? 65. Mm, okay. 65, 65 in Dubai. Let's at least aim for 52. <laughs> 65, six, 65 in Dubai. Okay. Uh, 52 in Japan. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be good. I want to. I definitely want to go to Japan just for the food. Yeah, I would go to Japan. All right. Let's go to Japan. Yeah. Together. All right. Let's go to Japan. Done. All right. Okay. I'll tell your wife. We're going to Japan. <laughs> that was very easy. Yeah. 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 That's why it's good to be gay. Because right? if we were gay, we would just go. I don't know if it, the sexuality has necessarily to do with it. If me and you were together, we'd just be like, okay, yeah. we should like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's just go well, to do Japan. Do we also have a bunch of kids or no? I, I mean, less likely. Okay, because the, the the kids are like a hindrance. Like, which one of us is watching the kids? Who's watching the kids? I don't know. I feel like yeah. that would be like the secondary thing. The first thing is that we're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we're going. We're taking four days off uh, later this month to go to somewhere, and my wife Montreal? is not really. Yeah, which is not like that far, but it's like it's like as far as you can basically go when you have four kids. But my wife right. has not really discussed like at length, like the childcare during that time. And I sort of brought it up, and then I realized, like, why are you bring it up? Like, if she's comfortable with with uh, whatever the circumstances are, you know, I'm sure it's fine. And, and don't don't stop a trip when she's uh, oh, she's probably she's probably thought of it. It's, she's probably on it. Yeah. Although um, you'll regret it if it turns out she hasn't, and it's like three days before, and you're like, she's like, oh, I thought yeah. I assumed you were taking. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we have spoken about it, but it's just uh-huh. I, I'm surprised that like I know I know what our childcare plans. Are. I'm just surprised oh. that she's not more worried about it. 
Got it. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, then you definitely should. You should definitely just go with the flow. Yeah. yeah. Sounds fun. What are you doing there? Um, like, the, like the specific itinerary. I don't know. Are you like? Is, are you camping? Are you skiing? Oh, no, no, it's skiing. summer. It's, it's, it's summer. Yeah. No, okay. we're, we're we're walking around and eating and skiing. drinking that was and question. going to places. Okay, so you're like just going, you're like touring, you're touring. Yeah, I'm trying to get more uh, commentary and feedback for people. So I guess if this part of the podcast is not edited out, and you're listening to this, <laughs> then, <laughs> which I assume I should take this all out, or should I leave it all? Out? Do whatever you want. Who cares? Okay, it's the last one. It's the last one. Is it? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Well, it's definitely the last recap of a curb episode for at least like many months. It's the last recap of a curb episode that we have not yet covered. Yeah. Yes. Now that is that is certainly it true. remains to be seen. What happens next? Yeah. All right, so um, are we? Uh, Larry has to go back to Doctor Siderman, right? Because he's got to meet his new doctor yes. with the second opinion. Well, no, so yeah, so he first goes, he goes to a second opinion, yes. not to Doctor Siderman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, first, Larry's uh, he's ruminating about bulls and matadors. He doesn't really understand why it's considered such a hard job. Like the bulls going for the cape, he's not going for the matador. So like, it seems like I still would not want to do it. Yeah. It's it's the whole thing seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, I've seen videos of like matadors getting like demolished, so like it doesn't seem so simple. Also, what's the upside of of the upside is that you don't die at the end of it, right? Yes, it's like playing the the soggy bagel game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like yeah, you win. You don't have to eat the bagel. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Oh, what I thought you were going to say like Russian roulette, but okay, so that too. Same yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was already where I was. Yeah, yeah, it was already that was my default. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't. When rush when people play Russian roulette to the extent that's a thing that actually happens in, in the world, it's gambling, right? Yeah, it's a big gamble. No, no, oh, but so I mean, literally, like, they, yeah, they put they put like. They put significant and the reason if you lose, you don't need the money because you're dead anyways. So everybody puts in all their money. Is that how it works? I think something like that. Yeah. Okay. And then, all yeah, right, one right. person dies and you give up that person's cash. Got it. I thought you just died. I didn't realize money was at stake. Now, Am I wrong? Now, I now it's serious. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I've never, I've never played. This might surprise you. I've never played or <laughs> witnessed the game of Russian roulette being yeah, played. No, but you've witnessed it on like TV or movies or whatever. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with like the work or the the rules or the context of how a game of Russian roulette takes place. Mm-hmm. Actually, all right, I'm on the Wikipedia page. Let's do this. Russian roulette is a potentially lethal game of chance. Potentially, it is. It's, I would say one in six. <laughs> yes, uh, in which a player places a single round in a revolver, spins the cylinder, places the muzzle against the head or body. The opponent or themselves and pulls the trigger. If the loaded chamber aligns with the weapon, with the barrel, the weapon will fire, killing or severely injuring the player. Now, this is the, the next sentence, which I think is hilarious. Russian refers to the supposed country of origin and roulette to the element of risk taking and the spinning of the revolver cylinder, similar to roulette wheel. Well, ah. thank you, Wikipedia, because <laughs> without that sentence, I was lost. It's fine to have like an etymology section later down, but like, why is right. this like the second sentence? Yeah, Wikipedia is weird. Yeah. Um, probability oh there's a lot of math in this section oh there's a lot i thought it was one in six but um 60 what hold on a second there's this really long formula with all these symbols i don't even know what they mean and then the end is hence the all game loss probability for all players is 16.7 percent well yeah but we knew that already that's right because it's one in six yeah so what the hell is all this math about <laughs> i'll read this at a later point or jim Cumberland can it's advise. like the it's the same as a shot in the dark yeah, sixteen point six 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 six. Uh, Malcolm X, uh, played Russian roulette once. Really? In yeah, in the autobiography of Malcolm X, Malcolm X recalls an incident during his burglary career when he once played Russian roulette, pulling the trigger three times in a row. 
oh, wow. his partners in crime. They's ma- not afraid to die. They make them play Russian roulette in that uh, Vietnam movie. In which one? Um, damn it! What's it called? The the best, the one that won Best Picture. Some in of like, these are really dark and crazy. In, in like, 1973, uh, a Dallas police officer shit, murdered a 12-year-old Mexican-American child. The deer, the deer hunter, I'm thinking. Of. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, while you're looking that up, I went somewhere else. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Continue. Um, this this police officer killed a 12-year-old child. He was he was doing Russian roulette. He forced him and his brothers to do it to force confession out of them. Seems like a bad, bad idea. John Hinckley was known to have played Russian roulette alone on two occasions. Wait a second. Alone? So what's the upside there? That seems like a very bad decision. You shouldn't play alone. Yeah, this. I mean, bad. there's really the upside is the same is that you don't die. Hopefully, which yeah. is also the like. I guess the upside is that you get to see someone else die, which doesn't seem like that great of an upside. Mm. Yeah, this is a very uh, depressing uh, term. It's a very bad game. It's a very stupid game. Don't play yeah. Russian roulette. Yeah, definitely so not. That's the second piece of advice we're giving. Now it today. does. Say, <laughs> yeah, for the go to Europe. Now it does say there's a, there's a drinking don't game play based Russian on Russian roulette, roulette oh, okay. where you take six shot glasses, fill five with water, and the sixth with vodka. Uh-huh. That you can play. That's fine. Yeah, that's less risky. Yeah. Although if you lose, like after a couple times, stop playing. Probably. Yeah, you can play yeah. a few times. You can yeah. be willing to lose a few. <laughs> times. Don't don't play by yourself and play like six times. <laughs> Yeah, don't lose too many times, uh, yeah. but still, like it's better to play that a lot of times than to play Russian roulette even once. Even one time, yeah. <laughs> like play that twenty times before you play Russian roulette once. Twenty <laughs> is that the cap? No, it's higher, but whatever. I'm yeah. just giving an example. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So we meet. We meet our second doctor. Yeah. So he. Uh, he. And he is tells- it just a coincidence? Because to me, it was very notable, especially when they confront each other later. That. It's a real like Jew Gentile doctor matchup here. Oh, interesting. I didn't think of it that way, um, but I hear you. Um, now, this might be just um, like ingrained anti-Semitism, but Alex looks very Jewish. And this guy. Yeah. Very handsome, OK, so but the blonde this, hair. does that make sense, though, that the Jew would say go with surgery and the Gentile would say no rehab it through physical therapy? Does that, does I don't, that track at all? I don't know that. But but then also like when uh, when it's it's. Turner, uh, what's this guy's name again? Fuller. Mark Fuller, I think they say. Could be. Yeah, so Siderman later, he knows a guy, and then Fuller says he knows a guy, right, when they're arguing about the watches. Right, right, right. And, and so they're both sort of playing like the old Yenta sort of. So I don't really know. It might just be uh, just a coincidence of. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be at play here. Um, but yeah, the second doctor confirms that Larry did, in fact, tear his meniscus. But he says the good news is that it's only the outer edge that is torn. And this could likely be rehabbed with, you know, typical uh, rice, as they call it, right? Rest, ice, uh, something, something, ibuprofen, physical therapy. You know more than I do already because I never heard of rice before. Oh, uh, you never heard of rice? Yeah. Uh, compression, elevation, maybe? Yeah. Rest, ice, compression, elevation. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes so. Sense. I think that's so. There's no medication or PT there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you know, ibuprofen, Advil. Maybe rice doctor. is what you do yourself before seeing a doctor, right? Because you're not, you know. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have a torn meniscus, you need more than you know. Probably you need to, rice. You need to rehab yeah. it more than that. But that's like yeah, it's like you have like a sprain or something. You want to just uh, prevent swelling. Um, and the doctor's like, so like, am I like a second opinion? And he's like, yeah, actually, you are. And he's like, you know, can I ask who the original doctor was? And he tells him that it was Doctor Siderman. And she says, oh, I I uh, I know him well. 
Um, he's like, are you going to tell him about me? And like specifically, uh, which doctor you saw? And Larry's like, I don't really have a choice. I'm going to have to. Mm, yes. And of course, he's going to have to do that in person and like have a meeting at his office because that's yeah. how that works. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, as he's walking out, he sees that there's yet another ambulance uh, with a siren on. And uh, alas, there are no patients. And he goes over to the medic and he's like, what's the deal? Why is the siren on? He's like, well, you know, I had to avoid traffic. And he once again, Larry's very peeved by this abuse of the siren. He says, you know what happens when you uh, when people are going to find out that you guys are siren abusing? They're going to refuse to get out of the way. We're going to have dead people. People are going to die mm. because of your siren abuse. Yeah, this is this is boy who cries wolf. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they, they part ways. Mm. Yes. By the way, I did look up rice uh, rest ice compression elevation for uh, mild sprains and other, you know, uh, soft tissue injuries. Um, but there's also price, which is mm. protect mm. and then rest ice compression elevation. Where do um, meds come in? Meds, oh like, yeah, yeah, like um, painkillers, drugs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the drugs, <laughs> price, yeah, <laughs> priced, priced, yes, priced, okay. right. You yeah. put the D at the end. The last yeah. one is drugs, priced, comma a, yeah. try drugs, yeah, yeah. comma, yeah, Tracy, yeah. comma. This, this, comma. this part is not recommendations for fourteen-year-old listeners. These are no, jokes. yeah, no, no. These are jokes. Yeah, um, disclaimer. Mm, yes, don't do anything that's we sell you in this episode. Yeah. All right, now, um. Now we get what I really love is so we get all these big celebs at the top of the episode in the cold open Mm -hmm. today's story. And then like Mila Kunis just drops like a bomb out of nowhere in the middle of the episode. Yeah, but you jumped ahead of scene. Oh, sorry. What did I miss? We miss we we go back to Dr. Siderman first. Oh, yeah, yeah. We go to Dr. Siderman. Yes, he gets very upset. Yeah, he tells him uh, he tells him that he got a second opinion and he's going to go PT instead of the surgery. Oh, yeah. Uh, How did I skip this? Yeah, he's going to go after this. this (laughs) He's like, he's like, oh, can I ask who the doctor was? And he tells him it was Dr. Fuller, as you said. And um, we see that Dr. Siderman is starting to get very mad. And (laughs) he's like. You know, Larry's like, okay, I'm so sorry. Like, fine, I'll get the surgery. I'll get the surgery. Don't be mad at me. And the guy's like, no, fuck you. Like, you didn't listen to me. I don't want to have anything to do with you or your knee. I'm not doing the surgery. Yeah. And now, this, Larry, by the way, Larry once chose the pharmacist over the doctor. That was obviously insane. Here, at least it's doctor versus doctor. You're right. They're both surgeons. Or maybe yeah. it's possible one is a DO. Maybe that's what this episode's really about. One's an MD and one's a DO. But so regardless of whether they have a DO or an MD, I think, um, by the time you become an orthopedic surgeon and gone through, you know, yeah, residency and fellowship. You'll probably know what you're doing. I don't think that would. I do remember once, Newsweek or Time, back when those were still things that existed. I think this was the war in Iraq, so like 2003 or four, something like that. They had a big cover and it was hero, comma, MD. And it was all about this article about this doctor in the army who saved some lives in Iraq by doing something miraculous and historic and incredible and tremendous and heroic he might be. And then in the next issue, in like their corrections, it said in the last issue we had Hero MD, but actually his degree is DO because and they had to like explain like what the Oh, see, big thing. Yeah. So that was a, a, a an unforced error there by uh, Time or Newsweek, whichever one it was. Yeah. Um, this is probably the first year, the, like the earliest in the year, um, that like the time person of the year has probably like been like locked in. Who is it? I would say Zelensky. Oh, oh yeah, because I forgot. Now we have to treat it as like a heroic. Like Hitler was the, the, like the person of the year. It's not supposed. But after nine eleven, when like they made it, they made it Giuliani, right? Yeah, very yeah. very heroic. Well, no, but but it was obviously <laughs> Bin Laden was like the most impactful person of the year. But now we've turned it right. into an award, which is why Trump pretended he got it when he never did. He did. 
No, but but he like he faked it before he did. No, that was uh, Michigan's Michigan Man of the Year, oh, yeah, which I think is not even, exists. which I think yes. it's not even a real yeah, competition. So, okay. Yeah. All right, here it is. I found it. Uh, no, but he was he was Time Man of the Year in 2016. Yeah. Um, the the Newsweek article was from um, yes Mar- March 14, 2006, and the headline was Hero MD. Got and it. And uh, yes, the, the next issue they had to issue a correction that he was a uh, uh, DL. So anyway. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, I'm on a. Oh, this is a student doctor. Oh, I remember Jen used to use this website, and uh, these people are very mad. These student doctors, very, very upset. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah. So now we now we have. Is it over. a conspiracy? They ask. No, it's a fucking stupid editor making a mistake because nobody knows the difference. Who aren't doctors? Yeah. Okay. So now we do head over to the jeweler. Um. Larry goes over to KL, KL Jewelers or where it used to be, and he sees uh, out of business signs all over the place. Uh, but then he sees that next door, there's a store called MK Jewelers. Mm. And he walks in and he sa- sees that, oh, my God, the owner of MK Jewelers is none other than MK herself, Mila Kunis. And she's like, oh, my God, Larry David, like you inspired me to open this store. I went to KNL Jewelers once and I gave them a watch and they messed it up. And I got was like late for meetings and they refused to give me a refund. So I opened up this place as a spite store. And I was like, huh, what do you know? That's so interesting. Um, so anyway, um, I have this watch and like the battery and like, she's like, oh, like we don't do that here. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, she's like, no, this is just like for spite. Like, <laughs> we, like we don't know anything about fixing watches. Yeah. Now, so Mila Kunis, a bit of an asshole here, because like at least Larry was really invested in making it a good store. Although maybe once he would have put Boca Joe out of business, he then would have quit. Because Mila Kunis yeah. already succeeded at putting so oh, I say succeeded at putting KL out of business. Not exactly clear. Yeah, I'm not exactly clear, but I say the exact opposites. Because Joe, because like also Jonah Hill, he's really committed to the bit, right? right. So right, Sean so, Penn committed. Yeah, so Mila Kunis is the only one that understands the assignment here. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a spite star. Like it doesn't matter if you do well. The point is to put the other person out of business. Mission accomplished. Yeah, but what about the customers? Who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> It's not about the customers. It's about fucking over the guy that you have a grudge against. Yeah, but there's easier ways to ruin a guy than open a spite store. You open the spite store, like, because you're, I don't know, right? No, you're opening the spite store to fuck over the guy that you, that pissed you off. Yeah. but He's Larry... the only one that's doing it right. Everyone else got too invested. Yeah, okay. Most of all, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's insane. He gave up his acting career to manage a deli. Yeah, so did Sean Penn. Yeah, but Jordan Hill might open a second deli also in the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, right. He's gonna have a whole yeah, operation. He's, he's, I mean, you laugh. He, he he could make billions from that if he if he becomes like a, the next big chain. Jonah's replaces like somebody. No, he Arby's. should go be in a Marvel movie. Yeah, that's his. That's his much uh, more uh, rock solid path to to riches. Yeah, than slowly franchising uh, a deli, <laughs> Irv's Deli, one at a time across the across the country. Yeah. Um. All right. So you think Mila's the the, the genius here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, back over to uh, the country club where uh, Jeff tells Larry that Will and Kara are still fighting because of the whole uh, skin shade thing. Yeah. And uh, Jeff jokes that, you know, like Will's going to like still like like 10 years in the future. He's going to be like, oh, my God, this like 10 year old kid's um, skin tone is like not as dark as I wanted. Like this is going to haunt him. And um, Larry takes out the watch. He's like, you know, I'm I feel so bad. Um, I took the guy's watch and I haven't been able to get it fixed yet because KL Jewelers is out of business and uh, MK <laughs> Jewelers doesn't fix watches. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Shear comes back over, the real estate broker, 
and he says hi and he tells them about how he's uh dating some hot girl you know weather girl from the local news by the way this character is so forced in this episode yeah, it and makes immediately no presents sense. it as an asshole but we don't have any explanation for why yeah it makes no sense yeah, he, well, yeah i mean i guess they wanted to give paul Shear a spot on on curb but like i wish it would have been a character who we already know who larry doesn't who can't stand like somebody who he's in, like Tesla or something, like somebody who he's annoyed with. But we, right. we have we sort of understand why. Yeah. I mean, I would understand why he wouldn't like this guy. No, but I don't I know why he's yeah, personal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, th- this guy seems like an asshole, but yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. He's hor- he's hor- horrible. Larry's horrible. Like it makes sense yeah. that they would clash. Yeah. By the way, Larry uh, also yeah, says, like, this oh, is where did first, you take her? This to is the, the first bald man he's ever been mad at. Uh, but I guess. Uh, there's yeah. many bald people who he has gotten in fights with. Uncle. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, yeah. This is a for, for, for antipathy. Yes. Um, Larry uh, turns his head because he hears the sound of water and he mm. goes to check. And right on cue, uh, Joey says. Yeah. No one uh, else turns on the sink in the bathroom yeah. except for uh, Joey Funkhauser. Now, I have a real problem with the whole scene that's about to commence here. Uh-huh. Joey is quite short, or Chaz Bono, um, the actor playing Joey. Uh-huh. And we see quite clearly his penis is not remotely at counter height. <laughs> Unless his penis, of course, was erect. Maybe but like, it was. I suppose, but then that raises a whole bunch of other questions. Like, so Larry's assumption, like as soon as he sees the broken watch, he'll say he immediately realizes it must have been the penis. Because <laughs> he knew that penis was trouble. Yeah, but it's it is impossible. It is He's... impossible for it to be his penis unless unless Joey decided to masturbate at the counter, which perhaps he did. He became erect, then he knocked the thing off. That's the only possibility here. Or that Joey picked up his penis and started lassoing it around like a cowboy does with a rope, which would be possible since it's so large, of course. Yes. So yeah, completely the, the, those are both possible. Plausible explanations in my book. All right. Well, we need one of the two. Is there? Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't have any. I don't yeah. I think that's enough. I think that we have enough proximate causes okay, at fine. our disposal. Yeah. But that is indeed, of course, exactly what happened. But yeah. No, Larry's right. That penis was trouble. Yeah. Um. Our adult penises. Watch there was obviously made no what's, sense. Penises are like the number one cause of broken watches. Just, just like broken everything. Hmm. Like just bad penises things. Penises are done. Bad things in the world because okay, of the existence that's, that's of the That's definitely the case. Yes. All right. That's <laughs> I mean, every asshole ever born came from a penis. So. <laughs> Most of them, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So at first, he, uh, first Joey denies it, um, but he eventually uh, admits that Larry is spot on. And that's exactly what happens. His uh, giant penis. The way he accuses him, it's like very much like the I submit that you <laughs> stole that baseball and hid it in your abnormally large <laughs> vagina. It's like yeah. I submit that it was your abnormally large penis that swung around yeah. and knocked that watch on the ground. By the way, they made reference before to uh, Joey's sex life in the first scene, where Joey said he had no, sat- you know, satisfied customers. Yeah, I, I don't know. He- his preference but if his preference uh is for a a uh, a person with a vagina we have just the perfect one for him right <laughs> um yeah we have we do we do have yeah. a channel to be made between yeah. the uh seems like a win-win yeah the outrageously large penis uh could find a nice home in the outrageously large vagina yeah we we, we never heard from her again so i hope she's doing okay we never heard from her again the last yeah. we heard from her we heard a uh a cell <laughs> a phone ringing from inside yes. her yes <laughs> Uh, Larry tells him to uh, cinch that robe next time. Yeah. I feel like the, those who particularly want to show off their penis are less likely to work so hard to cinch. than though. <laughs> and I'm not saying because they're proud of their size, just because they don't give a shit. Like when you go to the locker room, it's always like the 85 year old man 
who's right. like very wrinkled and shriveled, who's <laughs> naked the entire like he shaves naked, he brushes his teeth naked. <laughs> right. It's the last thing he does. He, right. He, he puts put on, on his shirt first. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> puts on his yarmulke. Yeah. Oh, he's a Jew now. I see. <laughs> he's probably a Jew. Puts on his bow tie. It's yeah. Danny Duberstein. <laughs> yeah. Well, Danny Duberstein's a member of the Big Johnson Club. So is Danny Duberstein or is just Leon? Are they, I don't know. I feel so, like Danny Duberstein is a few inches shorter than Leon. <laughs> He's adopted by some lovely Jews, and then they yeah, got the, uh, that, the, the they, they, yeah they uh, yeah. circumcise an inch or two off. Yeah, had to make him uh, fit in more with his uh, community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So where were we? Yeah, we were. Uh, we're going to go back with Joey over to Latte Larry's, where he's serving his, I guess, uncle. We don't even know uncle. He calls him uncle. Yeah, he calls him uncle, but it's it's still not Uncle Freddy. Yeah. I'll say uncle. Well, uncle could also just be like a generic uncle. Freddy. Uncle Freddy, so happy to see his uh I feel like if your name is Freddy, there's a lot of people out there calling you Uncle Freddy who aren't your mm. niece or nephew. Is that it? Okay. I feel like it just goes with it. But yeah, he might be his uncle. He might be his like half. So what was the relationship between Joey and the Phenom baseball player? I guess they were first cousins, maybe. Sounds right, but yeah, like it's that. not it's yeah. not exactly clear. I think right. It would make sense that they were first cousins. Yeah, if he was yeah. his nephew. But the but it can't be. That's not Freddie's. Wait, what did we establish? I forget. We did establish earlier in the season. Freddie. They say is... it, but I think they say something different another time. So oh. that it's, it's. Do you not remember consistent. what they said though? I think they say nephew. So Freddie is the nephew here. Then he would. Then then Let's he would be cousins with Joey. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, so that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think so. I think oh, so that could be maybe this is the where. Yeah, so it's one place that says half brother, which would make sense if he's his, if he calls him uncle if he's his half brother. But I think we said uncle. I think we said that I always Mar- thought it was a half brother from like that that Marty's dad got married later to a much younger woman and had a much younger child. Yes, uh, according to the official guide, yes, he is the half brother Marty Far- Funkhauser. He has a pornography addicted uncle named Monk and begins to play golf with Larry. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So half. So Vince. Okay. So Freddie is the half brother of Marty. So they both have the same dad, obviously, because they're both Funkhauser. They have different moms. And so Joey. Yeah. So Freddie would be Joey's uncle for sure. Yeah. But I think it says something different. A different and then time, Marty and then more. Marty had to have had another brother who was the father of the baseball player. Right. I guess. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, because if Freddie was the father, then I think it would have come up once. Oh, by the way, Larry, you killed my son. Right. And it doesn't. So. Yeah. Somewhere I'm, I'm seeing another page where they say that another place they say he's Marty's cousin. So I don't know. Mm. Yeah. All right. Question number one for Jeff. Next yeah. Time he comes on the podcast. Um, okay. So, yeah. So he's serving Freddie and. Um, Freddie tells him he's doing a great job, and Larry asks Joey to go to the back, and uh, he's like, I made a big mess with the beans. I was busy with beans in the back, and I made a mess. Can you, you know, yeah. go clean it up, please? Where's the Beanmeister when you need him? It's true. Um, so Larry's telling Freddie how uh, Joey broke Will's watch with his giant penis, and Freddie admits, you know, he is having some time learning how to control that penis. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a big load to carry around. Listen, Freddie has had many more years experience with the Funkhauser penis. That's right. But, you know, you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. And similarly, you have to break a few watches to learn how to handle that big cock. Yeah, everybody knows that, of course. It's a well-known idiom. Yeah. I mean, you think in Horsecock Williams' house, how many watches were probably broken as a youth? 
Yeah, there's Listen probably horrifying. There's, there's just broken watch. It's like um, he has. It's like Captain Hook. He like has like broken watches all over his house just because like mm. that cock is just like you know slapping around, breaking those watches <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> what do you do with a watch or clock if it's not broken? So we've had the same like little like alarm clock like digital thing next to our nightstand for. I mean, since well before we got married, it belonged to either me or Jen. I don't remember anymore. It's like literally a four dollar thing. It's like just like little red numbers, you know, right? The the plastic part has come off the front. So it's just like the numbers are, you know, but it, it serves its purpose. So Jen just replaced it with another one this week, which, you know, and she I'm like, well, what do I do with this one now? She's like, well, you can put it on your side of the bed. I'm like, well, we don't need two digital clocks like yeah, so throw it seven out. feet away. But I, I I can't throw out like the same way I, like I can't throw out food. I can't throw out an object that still works. It still serves its purpose. No, you can throw it out if, if you paid four dollars for it twelve years ago and it's and it's breaking. And you, have a, and you have a replacement. No, it's not broken at all. A piece fell off, but that piece was never necessary. No, but you're not using it anymore. Throw it out. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm gonna put it in like one of my kids. Well, oh if, yeah, if one of your kids could use it. That's yeah, fine. I can't. I can't. I can't throw it out. No, if you a, came and smashed a, with a hammer, then I. That's throw a it stupid out. attitude. But, yeah, you should throw it. You gotta throw things out. Otherwise, you're a hoarder. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't stick it in my basement somewhere. That's what I'm saying. It has to be keep serving an actual use, or I'm going to get rid of it. Right. But, yeah. But I, I. Yeah. But you can't. Yeah. You can't even donate. It's worth nothing. But yeah. Yeah. So I had. Uh, we. Had, I had a blackout last night. Yes. Um. While in the middle of while we were recording, the worst part of a blackout, other than losing power, is, resetting the the blackout, is they have to reset all the clocks after. Yeah. So annoying. So the number that you have to reset because nowadays everything's like connected like digitally. The only things I have left in my house is that one clock next to my bed. Which is now two. Yeah, we have a few of those. And then I have, we have like a, a an old like a, a non digital. What do you call it? like the actual hands? Right. We have one of those in the analog. Kitchen. Yeah, we have one of those in the kitchen, and then the microwave. But that's it. Like the cars, you always had to redo the cars every six months. No, the cars are automatic now. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, so I'm down to three. We got one next to the bed, my microwave, and then the one in the kitchen. So that's not so bad. But yeah, yeah. ten years ago, huge pain in the ass. Yeah, like twenty. Yeah, years. so we have I think like four or five of those types of clocks. Okay. Yeah. Do you want another one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> next time I come to your house, I'm just gonna surf just plug it in and leave it at the corner of the, the basement. All right. There. All right. I guess I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw it out. You leave it with me. I'll throw it out. It's, it's yeah. actually not. It's not actually not a bad idea. Yeah. That's how people always get me. People always say, oh, you want the last whatever? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, but don't throw it out. And they're like, I'm going to throw it out. And then they force me to eat it that way. Really yeah. Trick. So, um, so yeah. So, Freddie, uh, thanks, Larry, for the coffee. Wishes him congratulations. Uh, Alice returns. Mm. And she comes over to uh, order. And she gets a cappuccino. Uh, Larry, you know, gets Joey to take care of her because obviously he wants to interact with her as little as possible. And uh, it's then when she orders a scone and takes a bite into it, and the the disgusting taste of the crumbly, hard, you know. (laughs) Enough with your editorials here. Yeah, um, impossible to eat scone, um, crumbling in her throat, making her choke. Uh, all of a sudden, she has a PTSD flashback, and she pictures Larry and realizes that this is the guy. And she starts pointing at him and runs away. And as she's exiting the shop, she starts falling to the ground. But Mocha Joe is there to save her, introduces himself, and whisks her away. Romantically. Yeah, back over to his side of the fence, um, where he will be able to. Uh, we'll see. He's gonna maybe manipulate her a little bit, or get her, get him, get them, get uh, on the same side together. Mm, yes. Um, I still have not had a scone, by the way, since the initial scone introduction in the beginning of this season, like I promised I would. Yeah, 
Um, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, I, I will have one though this month because yeah, Rondo Bakery that has scones. Oh, okay. You're probably so, still lying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I read online that they have scones, so I just have to remember to get one when I'm there. Yeah, you'll, I'm sure you'll forget. <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, so I'm we're back. Really we're, we're back over at uh, Will's house. Larry went goes. You know, obviously he feels bad. He's going to visit Will. Um, yes, talk to him about the watch and you know also about how potentially ruining his marriage with the baby on the way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he you know he gives him the update. You know, we're still fighting, and uh, Larry's like sitting in this chair. And uh, I'm I'm gonna be hundred percent team Larry from the beginning here. These chairs are ridiculous. Uh, I've been places where they have these chairs. They're like, yeah, it's impossible to sit. It's like you know, like you know, you don't know where to put your legs. It's like it, everything is off. Um, and like Larry's just like fidgeting, he can't get comfortable. The guys, you know, he's like trying to like tell him the story, but like he just like keeps snapping and yelling at him uh, because uh, Larry's so frustrated with figuring out how to sit. <laughs> um, and finally, he's like, "Okay, so like I assumed you're here because of the watch. Like, did you get it fixed? What's the story?" And he's like, "Well, um, you know, the store that I was going to go to that I told you about, K and L Jewelers." Uh, they got spikes stored out of business by Mila Kunis's new MK Jewelers, and yeah, they don't fix watches. So uh, here you go. And he's like, not only is this not fixed, it's smashed. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I- insane of Larry to try and get this back like this. <laughs> um, I'm, sho- I'm shocked and disappointed in my good friend Larry David. Yeah, like he doesn't even like he doesn't preview it at all. Like he's just like, here you go. Like he's just was he like hoping he's not going to notice that it's smashed? Yeah, I mean, maybe you say like, hey, listen, there's 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 no way for me to say this. I'm just sorry or something like that. Yeah, no, I think you need but, to, I think you need yeah. to tell him. You need to give him a heads up before you hand it to him. That it's yeah, broken. of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's insane. Um, but as he explains, it was uh, destroyed by the giant penis of a recent sex change recipient. Yeah. As, as, all, as so many watches are. Uh, it's a big problem. It's rampant. So we need legislation yeah. against it. Yeah. <laughs> so should there be a so you're saying that while you support transitional surgery where necessary, there should be required education about the penis use thereafter. That's right. If, if you, you elect to be above a certain size. If you want to get a giant penis, that's fine. Okay. But you need to go through yes. training. All right. There's no constitutional right to have a giant penis. Yeah. What, what, what's, what is the, uh, the, the size at which the training is necessary? Um, well, I think it's also it's relative to body size. Okay. Because it's all about the ability to control it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it's but, above a certain size, you're going to just like knock things over. You all right. So you, l- l- let's say a person who's five foot ten and 150 pounds. Um, I don't know. Seven <laughs> inches. Okay. <laughs> all also, you're doing also also yeah. girth comes into play. Yeah, all you're doing is benefiting the doctors who specialize in the six point nine five. Because that's that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's that's yeah. a niche area. That's where you yep. pick up all the patients. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you do search pricing right at the cutoff. That's where that's everybody's right. going to go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Probably not where you thought this episode was going, listeners, um, or, or or talkers. Spot on. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is what people expected. Um, so Larry says, "Listen, I'll take fifty percent of the blame, but fifty percent of the blame goes to that penis as well." But <laughs> um, will get it, some- it, it, there's a lot of great like like flashbacks to like um like Larry blaming the man with the one arm, right? <laughs> right. Just like the the preposterousness yet total accuracy in his explanation. Yeah. Yeah, or Larry, you know, I got in a fight with a virgin, excuse me, Jerry, and we couldn't do anything because Elaine runs out to apologize to a virgin, crosses against the light, knocks over a Chinese delivery boy. So, you know, just uh, very reminiscent also of Larry, uh, you know, trying to explain about the watch being knocked over by the giant penis. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, so Will gets a message uh, that Kara's having the baby, and they rush to the hospital where, uh, you know, he gets uh, taken to his wife, uh, who just had the baby. 
and they go in to see her. And Larry bumps into Dr. Fuller and tells him, you know, great news. Like the PT's actually been working really well. The knee's feeling a lot better. Uh, the, you know, I've also been getting some massages. It's, you know, it's doing great work. Um, and then, of course, uh, Dr. Siderman walks right up to the conversation. And he's like, oh, what are you doing, Larry? Are you getting a third opinion? Uh, which I don't even understand. Like he already he knows that Fuller was the second opinion. So I don't even really get what this joke is. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, you know, Dr. Siderman, Dr. Fuller, like, oh, we know each other. Um, and, you know, we clearly see there's a very uh, frosty relationship between these two docs. Uh, very different life philosophies. Mm. And uh, Larry's like, well, while I have you here, uh, any chance that either of you knows a good place to get a watch fix? And Siderman is like, oh, yeah, great place. Uh, my uncle has a place on Pico. Uh, he's been in, in business for 30 years. And then for some reason, Larry turns to Dr. Fuller. And he's like, <laughs> do you know anyone? Like, why can't he just go with that? Like, that's a good that's a good answer. Yeah, that's a strong, strong, uh, endorsement. strong endorsement. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the Siderman like loses it. He's like, "Oh, you know, again, you need a second opinion." They start arguing. You think my, you think my guy's better? No, of course my guy's better. You think your guy's better? No, my guy's better. Um, and Larry, yeah, Larry uh, walks off as they're both like still screaming in each other's faces. Yeah, and my my favorite line is, "Well, uh, thirty years of experience on Pico. You know a guy better than that. I know three guys better than Goldblatt. That guy breaks watches for a living. <laughs> he breaks watches for a living. Why does Fuller know three guys better than Goldblatt? Yeah, Goldblatt is notoriously a middle of the road watch. I man, guess so. Repair. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we we wrap up our uh, our Jew Gentile doctor matchup. Yes. Yes. Um. I guess. So I guess the Gentile is the winner. Yes. The Gentile known Gentile's for his always, uh, yes, PT. Yeah, generally speaking, go with Gentile. Yeah. <laughs> Enough with the Jews. Enough with the Jews. Except when you listen to Kerr Podcast. They only come for the Jews. Get a life, Jews. Yeah. Um, okay. So back over at Mocha Joe's, Alice and Joe are uh, getting to talking, and uh, Alice tells Joe that she remembers Larry all of a sudden and how perverse and inappropriate he was. He was always trying to touch her tattoo and asking her what it was. And Joe's like, oh, um, hand the Buddha with the eye of providence. Everyone knows that. Mm, of course. And she's like, it all came finally came back to me when I was eating one of his disgusting, dry, crumbly scones. Uh, Joe was like, here, this is a scone and offers her one. And she's like, oh, this is amazing. I love this. So moist. So moist. Moist yeah. Scones should be moist. Mm. Um, suddenly, the um, the listing agent comes over. And he's like, uh, did I hear you guys talking about Larry David? I, too, know and <laughs> and don't like Larry David. I would like to be part of your plan. Yes. Um, so he's like, the same he pulls thing. up a chair to join the uh, Larry Bash sesh mm. um, when suddenly Lau's like, that's it. I was going to file a sexual harassment claim against him. Very fortuitous timing. Yes. Yes, indeed. Not for Larry, but for... Uh... For, yes, for this, yes, definitely uh, not for Larry. For this new team of uh, Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we uh, go back to Will and Kara at the hospital. They're uh, enjoying their new baby when who would walk in to ruin everything? Larry David. Um, he wants uh, he wants to get a lot of uh, thanks and praise for having driven Will to the hospital. They both thank him. And he asks them what the baby's name is. And when they say the baby's name is Kwame, he's a bit surprised. He thinks this baby's a little bit too light for Kwame. <laughs> um, he would suggest that maybe if his skin tone was a little bit, a little bit darker, then Kwame would be an appropriate name. 
Uh, Chowder is like, okay, get the fuck out of here. We have yeah. enough of you. Uh, we don't even know you. It's like, so like, stop coming and like causing marital strife in a lot <laughs> for no reason and racial disharmony. Yes. <laughs> Um, and uh, he tries one last time to offer them some ginger ale and Kara's like no get the fuck out please leave <laughs> us alone uh, so finally we end off uh, back at Latte Larry's Leon and Joey are closing up the store and uh, Joey offers Leon to uh, you know take off and he'll close things down finish things up and Leon's like alright thank you very much I appreciate it just remember we have the Big Johnson meeting tomorrow mm. don't want to forget about that so he wasn't lying or, or at least he's, you know, he's prepared to uh, bluff until tomorrow morning, I guess. Yeah, a second solarium. Prickly um, Pete. He, uh, Leon happens to walk out the same exact time as Mocha Joe, and they, you know, both uh, they give each other a dirty look. And we cut back to Joey changing the store. He's taking off his pants, and we see him uh, unknowingly knock one of the coffee chargers into a box of papers, which, unbeknownst to Joey... With, of course, his giant penis. Catches fire, yes, but the, the, the giant penis strikes again. Um, meanwhile, we see Larry is, uh, driving over to Latte Larry's and, um, there is a fire truck with a siren on right behind him, but, uh, Larry has learned his lesson one too many times Mm. over the course of this episode. And he's not only is not going to pull over, he's going to keep (laughs) switching lanes to block, to block the fire truck. Complete insanity here. Um, and, uh, prevent it from proceeding. Yeah. Um, I would say, yes, definitely a little bit reckless by Larry mm. here. Yeah. Listen, the, the boy who cried wolf, as we said. Um, so, yeah, so Larry's going to pull up to Latte Larry's to find it in flames. And uh, let's see as he uh, goes to speak to the fireman uh, to see find out what's wrong here. Excuse me, sir, you can't be this close and not say. No, no, it's my store. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. What the hell? What, what happened? We won't know until we've got it under containment. I just wish we would have gotten here sooner. Some asshole didn't respect the siren. Hey, <laughs> get a ladder up and ventilate the roof. No. No. What happened? Oh, good shows. What did you do? I didn't do anything. What did you do? Hey, look, my store's burning, too. What do you think I did? You think I burned my oh, store burned down? Burned you open up a spike store, and then you burned my store down? Huh? I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you for everything you got. When I get through with you, you'll be broke. But I didn't do it. Well, I don't give a shit if you did it or not. We'll let the judge decide. What an you LLC, Omar Taylor. Sorry about your place. Unbelievable, huh? We did the best we could. Tried to break one of the windows out, get some more hoses in there, but all the tables were bolted to the floor. Yeah, that's to prevent the table from wobbling. Oh, you, right. you did that yourself? Now, hold on a second. Yeah, I don't like wobbly tables. Yeah. Well, I, I don't understand what the tables have to do with why they couldn't break the windows. I guess they were going to try to use the tables to smash through the windows. There's no other way to break a window. Yeah. Uh, firemen don't have like uh, hammers or whatever they can do that. They rely on picking up furniture. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Very strange. But and based on what the fireman said, I would assume that bolting the chairs down isn't even legal, according to at least this fireman. Right. <laughs> right. It, it should be right. He shouldn't have gotten a uh, like a certificate of occupancy yeah, for or, this. Yeah. To open up or whatever now, it is. Uh, you do have to remember that Leon was his general contractor. So. Not <laughs> There. Right. So yeah, maybe he didn't but, uh, maybe he didn't get permits. Yeah. <laughs> and you had Perel on every table, which is an accelerant. 
Uh, People love the Purell yeah. and the tables that didn't wobble. Normally in this situation, if we can't break the windows to get more hoses in, we'd access the water from the toilets, but we couldn't find them. Yeah, there are no toilets. Now, okay, so... Coffee's a diuretic and you don't have toilets? Yeah. <laughs> now, by the way, coffee's a diuretic. That's what you said last week off. So, um, yeah. good call by you. So now, what, 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 this this fireman is claiming that they would start scooping water out of the toilet with like cups one at a time and dumping it on the fire. <laughs> I mean, this is completely insane. The whole front's glass. Just squirt the water through there. It's not, none of this makes any sense. Um, or maybe they would be able to get like a water hookup somewhere. Yeah, uh, very. You would think there should still be sinks. Yeah, I mean, there's still water in the bathroom, obviously. Yeah, but you probably don't need like as serious piping as you do for like a toilet that flushes. Yeah, I don't exactly know. I don't know. I don't know what yeah, I don't yeah. 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 It's probably minimalist though. (laughs) I know Larry. He likes minimalist plumbing. Yeah. Um, all right, shall we continue? Yeah. I didn't want any defecating in the store. We had urinals. Where? I looked in there. Oh no, you gotta press the button that opens up a chute. (laughs) What, like a secret compartment? Yeah, kinda. And uh the ladies, they they hang from a bar. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get anything with this place. A- any idea how this started? Yeah, it looks like it started in the storeroom. Someone knocked one of these self-heating cups off a shelf. It hit some papers, turned on, heated up, and ignited the papers. Joey. <laughs> I knew that big penis was nothing but trouble. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I knew that big penis was nothing but trouble. Okay, I guess I heard what you said. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> nah, what a, story. Oh, my God. Anyway, if I was trying to tell someone how to burn a place down, I would suggest every step you took in your business. So they're probably going to investigate you. You did so many stupid things that looks like arson. Arson? Now, there's there's financial liability, and then there's, right, and then there's actually committing a crime. Right. And arson is a crime. Arson is a crime. Yes. yes. But um, there's no real resolution to the allegation of arson, except, you know, we'll see that, uh, you know, Larry has to settle this lawsuit uh, with Mocha Joe and Alice. So. Plus, I would say even apart from criminal, if it's arson, I would assume that, like, your, like, your insurance is not going to cover you for that. Yes. Whereas otherwise, of course, yes. Yeah. Should. So it's like although he's not actually going to cost him anything. Although insurance brought... wouldn't pay for it if you didn't have a certificate of occupancy or a certificate of. Right. Uh, right. If you didn't right. to run a restaurant. Right. They wouldn't cover for that either. Yeah. But um, yeah, probably not. I, I think the fireman's delivery of I guess I heard what you said. <laughs> yes. I just don't know what you're talking about. That was excellent. That's such a great line. I wish I, no, I'm going to try to start using it more in my life. And the delivery is just so great. You know, yeah. Come with guy um, uh, possible candidate right there. Just for interesting. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I guess I heard what you just I heard. <laughs> I guess I heard what you said. I just don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so we uh, we end off. By the way, season, it yeah. is funny that like Larry said, the guy, Larry, the guy says what, and Larry repeats the words. Like, does Larry think the guy didn't hear his words? Like, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that it's the confusion of the words. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so we're gonna end off. And by season the way, 10. The oh, we're not gonna end off season. No, 10. we're not. Gonna, then the fireman just goes on and continues like, anyway. Uh, you know, he might be arrested for arson. Like, how is the fireman's interest not peaked? Like. Well, I need to know <laughs> what the hell you're talking. I mean, no, I think I think the fireman believes him that he's an idiot. Yeah. Like I think like he's like he genuinely buys that like oh this guy's just like a dumbass who like did all these stupid things. But he's like, but like I don't, I have to be honest. Like, no, they're, no, like no. They're, but, they're gonna but, investigate. But, you but when someone like, says to you, 
I knew that big penis would be nothing but trouble. Uh-oh. You want to know the explanation behind that sentence. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I need to know why you just said. Or you maybe decide. you just like don't want to go further down the rabbit hole with this guy. I guess. Yeah. It's weird enough yeah. as well, it is. That's see me and the fireman. Yeah. If anybody um, says that to me, I want to know what the next sentence is. Yeah. All right. Can we uh, can we end off season 10? Yes. Let's let's uh, end our recap of season. 10. So we're back at Larry's and he's trying to get some work done when he hears some music playing from the neighbor's house. And he goes over and sees that there's a party going on and not just any party. It's a party being hosted by none other than Mocha Joe and Alice, the uh, assistants who are uh, standing above the party on a balcony together. And they explain that from all the money they got between his lawsuits and her uh, sexual harassment settlements, they were able to buy the house next door to Larry. And uh, Larry's like, well, you know, in the future, if you could just let me know if you're having a party. And they say, oh, well, we're having a party and we'll be having another one tomorrow. After all, isn't that what spite houses are for? And uh, thus, that takes us to the end of this episode and the end of season 10. And uh, the end of the road on uh, recapping these episodes of Curb. This is uh, the very end of episode number 111, season 10, episode 10. Um, And there you have it. So Mocha Joe and Alice uh, happily ever after. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess so. Um, I mean, like Larry does kind of get his way. I mean, I guess he, I mean, he does put Mocha Joe's out of business, um, by hook or by crook. Well, do we know? I, I mean, how Mocha Joe's probably reopens with all that money also, right? I guess. And there's extra um, left over for the Spite yeah, House. Maybe. Now the Spite House, you're going to piss off your, all your other neighbors also. So not a long-term stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe they're not even living there. Maybe they bought it just to like have parties. Yeah, but whatever they're doing that annoys Larry is going to annoy the neighbors on the other side also. Yeah, right? but they don't care. If they don't if they don't really live there, then who cares? Yeah, well, but then they're just assholes. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I've I see no reason not to think that Mocha Joe is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> All right, so Av, uh, what is your rating for this episode? I will say that this episode is pretty, 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 pretty good. Four pretties out of five. Um, I thought the like the um the stuff with the couple is just like very funny. Um, even if uh, not necessarily the most appropriate. Uh, similarly, the stuff with uh, Joey Funkhauser's large cock not so appropriate, but very funny. Um, Larry's just like a hot mess in this episode and I'm kind of here for it. Um, I love the way he just like tears everything down. Um, you know, the, uh, orchestrator of his own demise and, you know, it's just a fun episode. I think it really does tie together the season in a fun way. Um, it did, um, you know, go in some unexpected directions from, you know, I think how we expected things the first time around. And, uh, I appreciate that curb can still keep you on its toes like that. Yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's an unusual episode. We have no Susie or Cheryl. Uh, and interestingly enough, we have minimal Susie. She's there minimal person. Susie, yes, and minimal Jeff, and uh, but no Cheryl. Yeah. But um, Cheryl is credited, and it doesn't say credit only like it usually does. Right. Um, but yeah, but the cameos are, are great. The, 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 like the hyping up of the Latte, Lord, the Latte Larry story and, and then sort of how it wraps up. I think it works. Um, I'm glad we come back to the sexual harassment story, which was so prevalent the first half of the season and then like seemingly disappeared. Like when the first time you saw this, by episode 789, you forgot about Alice. You're like, oh, she's never coming back. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's well done how they bring her back. I would say the Will and Tara, like Race the Baby story, is unnecessary. And I, again, I just, it's a little repetitive to me of conflicts Larry's already had with other people yeah. and their babies. Fair. 
Um, and other people I, when they're racist. Yeah, but specifically with the idea of like of like a like offending a mom with a newborn, I just feel yeah. like he's done that a lot. Um, it's not as strong as some of the season finales in the show's history, which are for are, sure, which are very good. But it's still a good episode of Curb. I think I've mentioned this before. The way I do my how how many pretties to give the episode is I have like a list of all the episodes in my order and my ranking, and so I'll sort of look at this latest episode and I'll sort of look at the list and say, all right, it's above that one, it's below that one, and then I just sort of finish in a spot and then I see what their ratings are and then I give it the same rating. And so I did it that way and totally unintentionally that like I did not like put my thumb on the scale just randomly the episode I put it above and below. I ranked this as the 54th episode, which basically means it is like perfectly, perfectly in the right. So I guess an average episode of my second favorite show of all time, which is very good. And so I'm going to give it pretty, 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 pretty good. So three and a half just below you. Um, but yeah, but I thoroughly enjoyed everything in this episode. Very cool. For the most part. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy. Uh, come with guy. You want to go first or should I go first here? Um, I'm going to go to come with gal. And I, okay. uh, I alluded to it earlier. And my come with gal is Mila Kunis, um, who is the only one who understands the concept of the Spite Store, which is the, th- the theme of this whole season is the Spite Store. Uh, we have many people uh, with examples of trying Spite Stores. She's the only one that does it properly. And for that, she is the come with gal. Mm. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be on opposite sides of this one. A few people who uh, deserve uh, to be mentioned here. I mentioned the fireman already. Horsecock Williams. Uh, just, just for <laughs> off his, screen, off screen. Just, just even a mention. Just his name alone, yeah. Um, Joey Funkhauser tries his hardest, but, you know, it's it's like we always say, you got to break a couple of watches down to handle a big cock. To me, it has to be Jonah Hill. Like, as a Jew, I appreciate a good deli, and his commitment to the deli is admirable. Like, he's following through the way you're supposed to do it. When you do something, you do it right. And so, yeah, I'm on the opposite side of you. Jonah Hill is my come with guy. And I hope he does open that, that uh, deli in New York because I would frequent it. Except it probably won't be kosher. But, uh, yeah, there's no way it'll be kosher. Yeah. Probably. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Who's your fucking asshole? Um, yeah, my fucking asshole. Um, I think it's got to be. Um, it's just got to be the guy this episode. Um, it's got to be Larry David. Wow. Um, you know, we're coming. We're coming full circle here. We're ending where we started. We're starting where we're ending. Um, he's the one that makes it tick. He is the fundamentally the fucking asshole of the show. And uh, in this episode, he is kind of a pretty big fucking asshole. The whole, you know, all the like, you know, shade, you know, skin tone of the baby stuff is just like, what the hell are you even doing? And uh, his behavior leads to uh, the destruction of not only his uh, his store that he had labored so hard over. He doesn't like he doesn't win fairly. I guess that's why it's kind of like not a win. Like he doesn't you know, he wanted to win by taking by you know putting Mocha Joe out of business by like beating him, uh, not by just like burning down his store. Um, so like, yeah, he ultimately he really loses the season, um, you know, grabs defeat from the, uh, the clutches of victory. Uh, Larry David is our fucking asshole until the very last episode. All right. Yeah. So this would be um, uh, we have he'll be called a fucking asshole two more times in season 11, episode seven. You will do it. And in season 11, episode eight, I will do it. So in total, that'll be 20 nominations from the two of us across the uh, 111 episodes for Larry David. But uh, I also go for um, sort of a cumulative award. But uh, not of the whole series. But for me, it's the season. Mocha Joe is the asshole of the whole season. (laughs) And and as he wraps up the season by being an asshole also, like he's fucking like he's fucking over all these neighbors. Just get back at Larry. Like that's not a target. You know, there's a lot of collateral damage there. 
So I don't appreciate a bad neighbor. Um, yeah. So Mocha Joe, you're my fucking asshole. Yeah. I love that even in like the like the new segment where like he's trying to get his side of the story out. He's like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, no. Well, so like some of the tables are wobbly. Like, put your foot down. What's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> but both of them are also right. Like Larry starts insulting Mankiewicz's uh, tie. For no yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's like... a real lose lose. Yes. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of Mankiewicz. Would you stop with the Ted dance? <laughs> Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. He is just one of uh, many cameos in this episode. Sean Penn, Jonah Hill, Mila Kunis, Hoda, and Savannah Guthrie. Um, and then, of course, we also have Chaz Bono and Paul Shear playing characters. So we discussed this uh, at the top, by which I mean yesterday, because we started recording this podcast yesterday, actually. Did we mention that? Um, we mentioned that I had a blackout last night. Yeah, yeah we uh, by yesterday, I mean, two days ago, because it's after midnight. So now we've been rep- right. Uh, we've yeah, been a, a three day podcast. Yeah, I actually um, had another blackout tonight. I thought we I thought yes. I, I really thought the podcasting gods were trying to, mm. uh, was, you know, uh, you know, push off the ending anymore. of this podcast. Yeah. But alas, they were they were not. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think we said so Sean Penn and Jonah Hill uh, are in the Ted Danson Club. Mila Kunis, I think, is probably not. I don't think I think she's definitely not. Yeah, um, which is very famous. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. as I said, Sean Penn still feels not quite right to me, even though I understand the argument for him. Yeah. Um, and I think Hoda is in as well on, on in some level. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I like I, I, I feel think, like I, I I would argue if anything, it's three and three. Penn Hill and Kunis all Ted Danson. You Hoda think Kunis ahead Mankiewicz, of Hoda? All Richard Lewis. But I'm not. I think. But I'll settle for two and one. I'll say Mankiewicz is Richard Lewis. And no, Penn Hoda is definitely not Richard Lewis. No, I don't. I agree. I'm saying two and one. Or but Savannah Guthrie. Or Savannah Guthrie. I think Savannah Guthrie is closer to Richard Lewis than to Ted Danson. She might be closer to Richard Lewis than Ted Danson, but she's definitely yeah. not below. Yeah, no, Richard she's not. Lewis. Yeah, she's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Mila's not famous enough for Ted Danson. And I just think Hoda and Guthrie are, are too famous for Richard Lewis, but not famous enough for uh, for Ted Danson, in my opinion. Okay. All right. Oh. Is it Postman time? Uh, our final episode recap Postman of uh, for some time. Yeah. Postman! Postman! Come here! here Tell the neighborhood! What a shonda, Larry! Uh, uh, Larry uh, David! Not only are you a lousy Jew, but you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A shonda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! First up, we have Tzvi Raps, who says, Glad I caught up in time for one last question mark, Postman. I thought this episode worked so well. The opening Today Show segment was a bit long, but very funny. I don't remember any episode that featured more actors and comedians that I like. Jonah Hill, Mila Kunis, Mary Holland, Sam Richardson, and Paul Shear were all great. The second opinion, Dr. Sterling, doesn't really fit with the episode, but I did find it very funny. Mocha Joe ending as the big winner with the Spite House is a great ending. The whole Big Johnson community stuff is legendary. They really do a good job of wrapping up the big season storylines in an impressive way. Come with Guy. I'm going to go with Leon here. He seems to be somewhat competent at his job and openly welcomes Joey to the next Big Johnson meeting. Asshole. Fucking asshole is I struggled with this one, but ultimately it's got to go one last time to Larry. Rating what the heck for the last episode. I'll give it a pretty, 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 pretty good. Five full pretties for the season finale. Just want to add this has been my favorite podcast of the last few years. Oh, wow. And I'm nervous about what happens next. Please assuage, 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 assuage. Yeah, assuage. Please assuage my concerns. Um, thank you. Yeah, um, that's very nice. 
Uh, before before we get to that, um, I, I've been thinking more about the, this fucking asshole thing. What we forgot to do is decide who's the all time title holder. Oh, true. Right. So, by the way, Mocha Joe was our unanimous fucking asshole in the season seven uh, finale, Seinfeld. Interesting. And so he uh, he he's the fucking asshole of two se- uh, season finales for me, which is pretty good. Um, last we spoke, uh, Eileen Salatarov had still been the reigning champ, the title holder all the way back to Palestinian chicken uh, in season eight. And then she held it all the way, all the way through. And then I actually said on last week's podcast, insanely in hindsight, that Diane had replaced Eileen Salatarov. And you stood firm for Eileen. And I need to apologize and come back to Eileen. <laughs> it was recency bias. Yeah. Eileen is still. And I would say Eileen is worse than Mocha Joe. Now, do you want to say that Larry David is worse than Eileen? I, no, Eileen? no, 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 no. Okay. So Eileen is the worst. And now we have to sort of go back in time into like a couple months when we did season 11. Um, season 11, episode one, the five foot fence. Um, I picked Dennis Zweibel and you picked Albert Brooks. But Eileen is worse than both of them, right? Yeah, although, so why don't we save this for next week? Because oh, okay. I don't oh, remember. We season. Season yeah, we're doing that anyway. So why don't right. we do that in okay, the context fine. of like the season 11? Okay, so then that answers one of these questions. So I think the immediate next thing we're going to do is you and I are going to rewatch all of season 11, all 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll take maybe we'll take a week off and do a podcast in two weeks because we got to watch 10 episodes of a show. That's all right. Why don't why don't we see how it goes? Yeah. Fair okay, but yeah, but so uh, and so people, please send in postmen for any or all comments you have from any of season 11, including if you want to send us a re-rating or if you never rated an episode before a new rating. Right. Well, we'll accept all of that. We'll accept that. Anything you send us, we accept. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yes. But so, yeah. So next week uh, or the week after, but on our next podcast on this feed, we will discuss having now watched season 11 following season 10 in the order in which it was intended. And whether we have any new takes, different takes, same takes, whatever. Um, and thereafter, we're, we're holding off, at least at this point in the, in the postman. Is that correct? Um, well, I was actually going to go to, the, to that email next. Uh, which email? Oh, we have an email discussing what we should do next. Well, because only because it lined up with. with okay, Svi. Right. So, yeah. So let, let's let's hear this email. Yeah. So we got an email from A.D. Sutton. Oh, I know him. Who says, hi, Alex and Av, longtime listener, third time emailer. I had third. a few ideas for a project you ah, could tackle next. Could you name the two previous episodes that Amy sent an email on. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> could Amy? Um, probably not. Hmm. Yeah, although I think he had to look up how many he had sent in order to. Yeah. yeah so maybe just after he had looked up, yeah. he could answer it. But maybe yeah. not also. Um, I had a few ideas for a project you could tackle next while we anxiously wait for Larry to drop some more curb. Okay. Um, he then has a list of 10 projects. So let's see if any of these would assuage Tzvi. Okay. Tzvi, Tzvi will have to let us know. Yes, he's the assuager. Yeah. Assuager. So idea number one, The West Wing. Alex has never seen an episode of The West Wing. Correct. Af has seen the entire series many times. Correct. Together they watch and review the series in its entirety as a newbie and an expert. The world has never seen an experiment of this kind. <laughs> now, I believe this is a joke because... Uh, um, I once did this, uh, although it only lasted one season, although it was in a with it was Binny, like in a, didn't you? with Binny. Yes, yes, it was in a blog form rather than a podcast. Yes. So I believe that is uh, what AB is making fun of here. Yes. Um, but but is he only making a joke or is he actually asking for it? I'm not. It's not clear. To me. Yeah. Well, I don't know that he's asking for any of the things on this list. Oh, or, these are all he, just jokes. You're saying. Yeah. Well, you know, or he's or he's suggesting it. Oh, OK. Well, that's I mean. My reticence to jump into the West Wing is that it's like 180 episodes or something. It's a lot of episodes. Yeah. 
and I, I'm not I'm not committing to any show that has gives me that much homework. It's just too much. I hear that. I hear that. Although I, I am watching New Girl, which I'm much much less interested in because of the podcast. The friends. Oh, Network. so I realized, like I don't know, like four months ago. Now at this point, I don't have to watch it every week. I just, yeah. listen, I just listen to the episode. It's fine. Yeah, there, there's very little New Girl content. That's true. Yeah, whatever. You got the gist. Like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I stopped watching the show like months ago. Yeah, pro- pro- probably makes sense. Um, yeah, so that's the main reason I wouldn't want to do this because it sounds like a lot of work. But like taking over for like a project you started with Vinny, that isn't unlike how 32 fans started. Like, <laughs> true, true. Kiva started 32 fans, did one season with Ari Gold and then brought me on and then took a, then took a few years break and then brought me on and then it went off from there. So. Okay, so I have an idea for okay. something we could do. How about if we have, like, let's say, a die, and on every side of the die we write an idea for, like, and, a different... And one of the six sides is we have to kill ourselves. Oh, no. And every week we spin the die, and whatever <laughs> whatever the die lands on, we do that episode that week. Okay. Ivan Alex need a podcast? <laughs> something like that. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> The world has never seen an experiment of this kind. Yes. Okay. As, uh, as right, so that's Amy's first idea. Amy's first idea. Amy has yeah. nine more ideas. But Amy has to let us know: were these all just for the joke, or did he actually want to hear a podcast of any of these? Okay, yeah. So Amy could yeah. could uh, respond, and other and people can respond. Everybody other people respond. can say yeah. which of which of any of these ten ideas. Yeah. So send uh, us feedback on Amy's list. Send us feedback on season eleven, as you said. Any feedback you send, we will read it. Yeah, we'll read. We'll discuss. Um, yeah. His Please refrain from using ethnic slurs. His, <laughs> um, unless you do it tastefully. Yeah. That, that was a Celebrity Jeopardy reference, but okay. Ah, um, okay. Uh, suggestion number two, New Girl, Middle-Aged Guys. Oh. A fresh review of the entire New Girl series. <laughs> a little competition, never Did heard anyone. <laughs> there could be, even be fun weekly segments such as the Benjamin Chester Minute and the Jennifer <laughs> Aniston Minute. Mm. Okay. Um, Benjamin Chester, is that the banana? Is that the reference there? Um, I guess so. Yes. Yeah, and then Jennifer Aniston is, is, is... Okay, I got it, I got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um... Suggestion number three, the life and times of Jared Jerome. <laughs> Each week, Alex and Av take a deep dive into the weekly habits, eccentricities, and routine of this bizarre short man. <laughs> How short? Well, that's only, only that Jared. Be one of the episodes. Yeah. Yeah, only Jared knows. Uh, suggestion number four, the Super Friends pod. Alex and Av team up with Rob's sister Nino and Akiva Wieneker, and as a group, they review the entire series of Friends, meticulously documenting along the way the many, many ways it falls short of Seinfeld. Mm. Can you imagine doing a podcast with like one of four people every week? Oh, it'd be impossible to schedule. Yeah. Coordinating and scheduling it and then like talking over each other. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, would ha- it would have to be everybody on video, and Akiva would have to put turn his camera on, which he is reticent to do. So can't have that yeah um okay. suggestion number five recurb your enthusiasm mm. alex and av start curb again from the beginning with fresh takes <laughs> and each week they spend the first half of each episode comparing their takes from the previous week to the takes on the first run of pppvg and point out all the ways in which they are dumb hypocritical idiots mm. <laughs> how dare you <laughs> um suggestion number six the ted danson club Av and Alex review the television series Becker. <laughs> that would be wild if we did a Becker podcast. A Becker. I bet you it's the only one. Oh, I would. Uh, I would hope so. I really hope beyond all hope that there is where not is, a, a where Becker. Is Becker streaming? Becker's got to be streaming somewhere. I don't know. Please let there not be a full series Becker podcast out there. Becker, you can watch it for free on Pluto TV. Oh, there you go. I don't even yeah. have Pluto TV. Or maybe I do. No, it's free. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's, it's one of those. Okay. Yeah. You can All also right. watch it on um 
on Roku. Oh, well, wait, but what app on Roku? It might be Roku TV. There is a Roku TV oh, app. Oh, on Roku TV. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you like to guess how many episodes of Becker there is? There was? <sighs> there are. Um, I will guess 124. 129. <laughs> All right. I figured like six seasons. Uh, six seasons. Yeah. Yeah. What What if we do this? But we only do 124. We randomly skip five. Because that's the, how many I guess there were. Yeah. <laughs> so we're committed to that. That yeah. seems like too many episodes of Becker to cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, the show revolves around Becker and the things that annoyed him. Although the supporting cast also had their moments. Mm, okay. Um, the show ch- tackled more serious issues as well, such as race, homosexuality, transgenderism, addiction, nymphomania, schizophrenia, cerebral AVM, and political correctness. Not really making it uh, more attractive. I don't know what cerebral AVM is. All right. We're, we're going to get to yeah. All right. All right. Back to Amy's uh, list. Um, suggestion number seven. Let's hug it out, bitch. <laughs> Alvin and Alex review all eight seasons of the brilliant HBO comedy series Entourage. Oh, see, so that must be an actual request, right? Or because otherwise, why would he like? What, what's the joke there? Um, I don't know. You'll have to ask him. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep it really like Entourage. He's always talking about it. Have you? Did you see Entourage? Yeah, I watched the whole series. Oh, I've seen literally nothing. So we could do like a West Wing one. Yeah, um, you know Entourage does season. seem like the right stakes. For the problem is, it's probably really bad. Like and and, and yeah. ages very poorly. Yeah, and, and how many episodes of that are? Is there again? It's probably like eighty. Yeah, too many. Are they half hour or an hour? Half hour. Oh, 22 minutes or 30 minutes? Probably 30, if I had to guess. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no. New Girl is like the biggest movement I'm making. <laughs> I'm the new, new sitcom I'm watching. From All right. Um, suggestion number eight. Get a life, Jews. <laughs> Av and Alex join up with A.B. Sutton to review the cutting-edge Israeli drama Schnitzel and give their mo'o takes on the ultra-Orthodox community that Alex, as a Midwesterner, <laughs> has little familiarity with. Um. Does he actually want to talk about Schnitzel? Um, I don't know a lot. Do you watch Schnitzel? Yeah, I've seen I've seen all of it for sure. Oh, I watched uh, I think one season and then I quit. Oh, interesting. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, it was a little it was a little boring. Very low stakes. I hear that people say that. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, suggestion number nine: Alley in the middle. Avid <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex team up with prolific and gifted podcaster Ali Lasher for a weekly review and recap of the rollicking and incisive Fox comedy Malcolm in the Middle. I wouldn't actually be opposed to that one. That's kind oh, of funny. Okay. Except again, too many episodes. A if lot you of told episodes. me there was like fifty episodes of Malcolm, in the Middle, well, no. If you told me there was thirty episodes of Malcolm in the Middle, I would say yes. I'd say yes right now. Yeah. Also, but, but there's a lot more. Talking to Kiva, which I, but I guess that's a benefit. Is it? Oh, is it? So he has to. She has to ditch new girl, old guy. Oh no. Certainly. Uh, you want to guess Malcolm in the Middle episodes? <sighs> I'm gonna guess more than one twenty nine. I'll guess. Um, 145. Yeah, and this is very easy to find streaming. Um, 145, it's 151. You are mm. really good at this game. <laughs> I mean, to be within six both times. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's on Hulu, by the way, if you want to watch it. Okay. Um, yeah, probably not. I mean, that's a lot of episodes. And yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Um, all right. Um, finally, suggestion number the, the 10. The brother on that show was Twins with um with the guy on speaking of Mila Kunis on that 70s show who but the one on that 70s show had like the bigger hair what what are their names again Thomas Chesterton or Chatterton or something yeah I don't remember the actor 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, no. Um, yes, uh, Christopher Masterson. And then his brother is Danny Masterson. Danny Masterson was the one from uh, that 70s show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you didn't know that. Okay. No, right. I never. Yeah, I was never a big that 70s show guy. Oh, that 70s show I really liked. I've seen all of that, I think. Yeah, no, I I used to watch it sometimes because it was like on uh, yeah TV a lot, um, like on Channel Nine or whatever. But yeah, I, I never loved it. I was okay. I mean, if you think of like the main cast from that show, Danny Masters is actually the only one who like Topher Grace went on to do like a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Mila Kunis obviously, you know, mm-hmm. has a Spite store, very famous. <laughs> right. Ashton Kutcher is like extremely rich, rich and famous. Uh, Laura Prepon, I guess not as big, but she did other stuff. Wilmer Valderrama and Carlos Valderrama all over the place. Right. Danny Masterson, uh, oh, two brothers playing uh, actors, on, uh, I think probably did the least after the show of the of the big six. Right. Even the parents. Um, I mean, the parents all went other like did Deborah Jo Rupp did a lot of other stuff, although she had done stuff before. She was on Seinfeld, obviously, as Larry's agent. Um, the dad had been like on a million movies and stuff. Um, anyway. All right, fine. So we'll do a we'll do a that 70s show recap. <laughs> Sure. After Bill, after Malcolm in the Middle. First after Malcolm in the Middle. Fine. Okay. Maybe we'll, we could alternate. Like one week we do Malcolm Whittle, next week we do that seventies show. Okay. So it's Allie in the Middle, and then the seventh that seventies show. Who's that with? Also with Allie? No, that's with Ashton Kutcher. Uh, oh, Ashton Kutcher. Okay, fine. If we get Ashton Kutcher, I'll do it. Fine. But yeah. only every other week because he has to wait for Allie. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. She's a prolific and gifted podcaster. Oh yeah, is he? I don't know. I've never heard him on a podcast. No idea. Yeah. Um, okay, final uh, suggestion from AB is uh, the impractical. Oh, you know what? My mother turned 70 last year. She can be the guest. That 70s show. She's in her 70s. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know if she want me. Well, I don't know. Whatever. It does. She it doesn't matter. She'll never know. Um, the impractical. If you happen to listen to this and ever meet my mother, don't be a stitch and announce that I've done that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. The impractical <laughs> lawyers. Suggestion number 10. Ooh. Alex and Av are joined by friends of the pod and fellow attorneys such as Ari Fader, a.k.a. The Fades, and Noam Besden to both review and recreate the hijinks and shenanigans of Joe, Moore, Q, and Psy, also known as True TV's Impractical Jokers. Um, I've never seen Impractical Jokers. I know AB is very obsessed with it. What, 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 what is it? I don't even know what it is. I, I think they do practical jokes on each other. So it's sort of like Jackass style or, or, um, I, or um, the, the aforementioned Ashton Kutcher um, uh, punk style sort of. I, that's what I would assume. Frank Yankers. Wasn't that another similar show? <laughs> yes, that was before Jon Stewart. Yeah, that was wasn't that Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Kroll, I think. Right. Yeah, this hidden camera series follows three friends who take dares to an outrageous level. Since they were young, the trio challenged one another to ridiculous dares in public. Uh, they compete in kings and rewarded points for their successes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds kind of like Jackass. Um, all right, so that's the end of AB's list. Um, okay, so yeah, tell us uh, if you think any of those suggestions are good suggestions um, or just jokes. Um, tell us if you have um, other suggestions for something that we should do next. Um, I guess I would say that like. We, I feel, I feel like we would potentially do something as long as it's something that we're both into. Like, I don't think we want to like uh, do something for the sake of doing something. Yeah, I mean, and um, the no stitchy rule still applies because I don't think Akiva will probably listen to this. Uh, but people who talk to him will. So yeah, no stitching. Like honestly, this podcast has been so much more fun for me <laughs> than, than my other <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, sort of for the reasons we said. Like we started just when COVID, or you said this also last week. Like we started this just when COVID started, and it was like once a week. I knew like I was gonna like 
talk to my friend for two hours about the show we really like. And then other friends of ours, uh, either people we already knew or people we started to know, like uh, would like set also like participate with the conversation. Sometimes we'd have guests on. And also like there was the structure of knowing every week, like, okay, my assignment is watch the show and then do research on whatever topics uh, I, I lead off on because by watching the show or that I think about. But like, it was very targeted. And the other show is like a lot of pressure of like content. Like, what are we going to do every week? for two different episodes um and i don't know maybe because there's more pressure there and so uh, i've really enjoyed this yeah i don't necessarily want to stop but um curb has stopped for a while so yeah um and yeah i think i like share your inclination toward like against something like very long and and daunting at least for the moment um it would be nice maybe to have something of a palate cleanser something uh you know uh, maybe a mini series or you know one or two season show um Something that's like, you know, less scary to take on immediately. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I think we're just like we're open to suggestions if you want to send in ideas. I think what would be maybe like a, if there was like a good project of something that was like had been like one or two seasons and it's like coming back. Um, something that either one of us seen as both of us have seen, neither of us has seen um, that people are excited about. Um, you know, if it, maybe it's coming back in the fall, we can like catch up and then, you know, do it live or something like that. I don't know. Um but um, other than that, yeah, let's uh, let's keep on the short side. None of these like <laughs> two hundred episode uh, projects at the moment. Yeah, um, I would put the over under lower than two hundred. I'd say lower than two hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say fifty or under. Yeah, yeah, I think fifty is fine. And and preferably something more on the comedic side. Um, like. Okay, so yeah, so keep in that range, or you know, if you have something something uh, something outside of just a uh, you know a traditional TV recap show, um, we're uh, you know. Any, anything you like, send it in. Uh, doesn't mean we're going to do it, but uh, we'll read it. We'll read it out loud on the on the next episode or yes. the episode after that. We'll definitely consider. It. Um, we'll definitely consider it. Interesting might, trades we, considered. We might consider it for one second and say, "Fuck no, we're yes. not doing that." Yeah. Um, should we do like the Golden Girls? The Golden Girls would be a fun a fun show to do. Um, would any sitcom from that era? I think it would seem very dated now. Yeah, I actually I had an idea once for a podcast to do like. Um, like Rolling Stone put an put a, like an issue where they did like the top hundred sitcoms. Okay, and so like to do like to, to do right, like do like a countdown of the top hundred sitcoms and do like the best episode of each sitcom. Or something I, like Akiva's that. mentioned this also. Oh yeah, that's the thing he's wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. So um, by the way, if you guess within six the number of episodes of Golden Girls, I'm gonna call your witch and hang up right now. Um, I'm gonna go even higher on Golden Girls. I feel like Golden Girls is probably like nine seasons. Um, I will say 187. Jesus Christ! It's 180. You were seven off. You're terrible. Uh huh. Five off, six off, seven. And only nice. seven seasons, but much bigger seasons. Oh, only seven seasons. But you've been with, so you've been with uh, within five, six, and seven all three times. That seems very unlikely. <laughs> I mean, this is a weird thing to cheat at. No. <laughs> I wasn't even accusing you of that. I'm just saying it's this incredible uh, uh, run you are. This is my skill. It's like what, what yeah, Jared Jerome like is to hide. I yeah. am to, How many episodes? Yeah. Uh, to uh, you know, series episode counts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was, that's uh, that's an idea. But I uh, I had once. Uh, so maybe let's throw that in the hopper. But then that's 100 also. That's a big. Yeah, project. that's a lot. That's true. That's a big project. Yeah. So maybe that can be a down the road. I think, I, as I said, I think a palate cleanser would be nice. Yeah. Um, We've uh, we've talked about Hello Ladies a few times. Maybe we could do like a kind of like a quick uh, Hello Ladies pod. You want to guess episodes there? I think I know this one. I would guess. Uh, I think that's it's ten. That's ten, I believe. Oh, it's only it's, one season. I think it's ten plus a movie. Oh, they did that movie. I forgot. Oh yeah. 
Um, by the way, it was only it was only eight plus the movie actually. Eight plus the movie. There you go. Yeah. So that's a quick. That we could do that. Could do that over the summer. Uh, uh, what I'll say about Hello Ladies is, I watched it. I enjoyed it, but it was so cringy. Yeah, it is. It is a tough like, watch. Rewatching it's a little. Uh, the fades. Speaking, the aforementioned the fades. I know. Uh, like Lo- he loves Hello Ladies. Yeah, he's yeah. the only person I ever spoke to about it. Same. Uh, <laughs> Me and him used to talk about Hello Ladies all the time. Okay, so the three of us do a Hello Ladies podcast. Done. All right. Cool. <laughs> Ten episodes. Eight episodes. Nine episodes. Yeah. What if we start a movement and HBO brings it back because of us? That'd be pretty good. Well, we we kind of caused the uh, party down uh, revival. Um, oh, we're maybe part for that one. Uh, we mentioned it like as like something. Oh, we were like, oh, like party down should do like a thing, and then like uh, ten days later, it was like announced that they oh, was are it that doing close. Like, oh, yeah, okay. um, uh, party yeah. down. What was that three seasons? I think it was two seasons. All right. um, well, you're the expert. How many episodes are you guessing of party down? Probably twenty. Yeah, you got it right on the nose. Yeah. Um, I would I would do a party down podcast. Okay, so let's look at the calendar. Maybe that's so that could be a good one. Where I think they that they are doing like a a, a you know a reboot season or whatever yeah. they want to call so it sometime three, this year. A six episode revival was ordered in November of 2021. Oh, so there's no update on when it's coming. By out. stars. Yeah. Well. Okay, so let's look into that. Let's see. Maybe we could get some information on when that's coming, and we could time that. That'll be fun. Party down's a fun show. Yeah, and a lot of guest stars. Yeah, yeah, lots of uh, lots of Ted Dancing Club potential. Yeah, six thirty-minute episodes. It says. It okay. Fi- okay. It, it it officially wrapped filming in March. Okay, so, so we might it, be able it, to shoot our shot before the end of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan not returning. Oh, that's but a shame. Uh, but everyone else: um, uh, Ryan Hansen, Megan Mullally, Martin Starr, Jane Lynch, Ken Marino, Adam Scott, Adam Scott uh, making a lot of good TV these days. Yes, yes. Yeah. Severance, hell of a show. Um, yeah, no release date yet. But um, if they wrapped filming in March, then it seems like they will be. Um, you would yeah. think out sometime this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the picture uh, that was that that Ryan Hansen posted on Instagram with him, Ken Reno, Adam Scott. Um, um, what Martin Starr is in this picture. And then it looks like two new cast members. So. One of them I recognize, but I'm not sure I recognize him. I forget. Oh, I recognize him from um, Hank Azaria's show about the um, about the announcer. Oh, yes. Um, uh, yeah, it's Ty- Tyrell Jackson Williams is his name. What's his uh, Brock Meyer. Yeah, Brock. Yeah, Tyrell Jack Tyrell Jackson Williams is in that show. All right. I'll, I'll say Brock Meyer is uh, 40 episodes. No, it wasn't. That, was it that much? Did you watch that show, by the way? Um, for to an extent, I, I I quit at some point. I watch all of it, but that went to some dark places. Thirty-two episodes. Thirty-two episodes. So four episodes, four seasons, right? But only eight each season. Mm. So yeah, that's the most you've been off. You've been you're off by eight. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, and by percentage wise, yeah, twenty percent off. So you're it's you're you're getting loose. But yeah, so a party down podcast, definitely a, a leader in my clubhouse right now. Anyhow. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, okay. So yeah. So send send those in. Um, we will. Uh, we'll you know we'll mold them over. We'll talk. Brother, about I think them. we would just keep that on the same feed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I would think that like whatever we do would still like everything would still fall under like the pretty, pretty, pretty good mantle uh, for like all purposes. Like we'd still pretty, like pretty, you know, pretty good a party down. Right. No, but there would be like the rating system would stay the same. Come with guy would stay the same. Like, Are you, you mean serious or joking? I, why not? Oh, 
Well, because I think you have to adopt things from that show. We could bring in new things, just like the rewatchables yeah. just had an episode. They're they're updating their categories. Yeah, I was very confused. But I think because I have like that podcast set to start like two minutes in because it was like on my on my podcast. Episode, you didn't know like, you didn't know what was happening. Yeah, and and then I had to like rewind. I'm like, oh, they didn't start with commercials. Like they uh, started. Yeah, so I, but I I didn't really do it. I just sort of assumed I figured it out. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah I, it I was a fun episode. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was. Um, I liked when when Simmons just kept being like, "No, I like it because that makes it more confusing." Like yeah. what the categories mean. No, that 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 part I like. Yeah, of course. Yeah, although Simmons is usually my least favorite uh, part of all his podcasts, but he gets um, credit for being the one who puts it together. So yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I overall I'm fine with him. I I think yeah. he's whatever he is. What he is. Yeah. No, I consume much of his content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. He's he's obviously knows what he's doing. He's good. Yeah. At yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, all right. We'll see. I guess that's uh, TBD um, in terms of how we. Uh, but, yeah, we. I, I don't think we need to uh, create a new uh, a new space for any of this. OK, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, send in suggestions. Party down the leader in the clubhouse at the moment. See if you can uh, beat party down uh, or reshape one of AB's ideas and then your own. Um, and we'll take them under consideration. Um, you know, we'll be back next week with uh, season 11. But in the meantime, let's, uh, you know, let's mull things over. Um, OK, back to the postman. Um, we have Joshua Schmitz, who's uh, returns from a brief absence, and he says, hello, gentlemen, I'm back. Love this episode. It wraps up the season very nicely. Come with guy is Joey Funkhauser. Fucking asshole is Mocha Joe. Mm. And he gives the episode four pretties out of five. William Blake writes in and says, hey, Alex and Av, my name is Will, and you two are a Shonda for the bald. <laughs> oh, we missed that. We missed that line before. Good yeah, that is a good line. Now it is, but they sort of reverse it because uh, Shonda for the Goyim is a Yiddish expression, which means right. basically, yes, say to right, a Jew who's right. acting like an ass, you're an embarrassment in front of the Gentiles. In other words, you're making us Jews look bad. But they say Shonda for the bald. It should be a Shonda for the non-bald. This right. bald person makes the non-bald dislike bald people. Correct. Like, Shonda for the Goyim is talking about the Jews. Yeah, it's but a anyway. huge Chil Habald. Yes, Chil Habald. Exactly. Yes. Is God bald? Um, no, God has a f- flowing locks of hair. Yes, I mean he has a long beard, but I don't remember. Yeah, I think he has. Yeah, they usually depict him with hair and a beard. Um, yeah, I guess, he, I guess he. I guess he is. Jesus, off, right? he, I guess he is often bald. No, no Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is father. Oh, Jesus' father. Yes, All right. they're both God, though, right? Trinity. I don't know. This is out of our depth. Yeah. Do you Let's know the? the do you know the? Jews. Do you know the joke about the the father, like the the secular Jew who sends his son to Trinity High School? And. And he comes back and he tells him, I learned in school on the first day that there's three gods, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And the Father says, Son, I want you to remember something very important for all yeah. of your life. There's only one God, and we don't believe in him. Yeah. Yes. Th- three gods is too many to not believe in. Yeah. Um, yeah, if there's three gods, probably one of them is real. <laughs> Maybe that's the logic. That's how they get people. They're like, all right, I don't know about this Holy Ghost, well, but like the, you know, the Son is real. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a theologian. Mm, yes. All right. He says uh, the come with guy is the spite store superstars, free market capitalist competition at its best and most self-indulgent. Shittiest people, the fucking assholes are the siren abusers, those bastards and their coffee cried wolf one too many times. And now Larry is out of a spite store as a result. He gives the episode four pretty out of five. Solid episode that was bolstered by performance from A-list stars and HBO mainstays like Alex Karpovsky and Megan Ferguson. Thanks for the podcast and see you in season 12. If not before. Stick around, If not before, yeah. Jim Crumley says, 
Spite Store was another episode that felt flatter on a recent rewatch. The last scene in particular was less fun with the gag of the Spite House spoiled. There were still some fun parts, but it dragged on too long. Two and a half out of five pretties. Come with guy is Jonah Hill. Can't be the Spite Deli. Fucking asshole Mocha Joe. He got the last laugh and did it in style. Mm. I got crumbly on my side. Next, we have Zach Brooks, who says... Good to see the season come together. Even though the Alice stuff happened so long ago, I had a hard time remembering if that was season 10 or season 9. It probably would have worked better if they introduced Joey Funkhauser's Big Johnson earlier in the season. It was nice seeing some faces to the podcast voices of Paul Shear and occasional RAKP guest Mary Hollins. But I have no idea what purpose Paul served in this episode. Also, yeah. what was the point of Larry's second opinion on his knee? Fucking asshole is Joey Funkhauser for not keeping his Johnson under control. <laughs> Come with is Leon for inviting others to the Big Johnson community. And uneven not everybody, finale. though. Only those with Big Johnsons. Yes. An uneven finale, but did wrap some things up from the season and some great cameos, even if they're pointless. And he gives the episode three and a half pretties. Congrats on making it all the way through every episode. Congratulations on a job done. And as always, for the last time, we end off with Olin Allen, who says, firstly, this is the second episode in a row where the HBO logo isn't followed by the Kerm theme. As someone who has these two intrinsically linked, it just feels wrong. The Spite New segment is cute. So, I mean, I, I mean, I agree with him in general, but I do like both of these cold opens. Yeah, they both work well. But yeah, it is um, it is jarring. Uh, the Spite new segment is cute, but on a rewatch, not funny. Mocha Joe, the only one delivering the comedy beans. Come with guy is Mocha Joe. Been my comedy MVP of the season. Always delivers the laugh and was a true savior to poor Allison. Allison? Alice. Fucking asshole is maybe just a spite tester. I will go for Leon. He obviously didn't do enough prep and advice for Joey down at the Big Johnson Club and took the risk of him locking up. Rating is three and a half. Was a nice structured, dramatic episode. Like so, Leon Joe. is responsible for everyone with Big Johnson. According <laughs> to Owen, you got uh, a Big Johnson in LA. Leon's got to take care of you. Yeah, that's not that. I feel uh, like Uncle Freddie should have helped him out. That's very racist towards Big Johnson havers. They're not, they're not all yeah. responsible for each other's yeah, act, collective actions. Big Johnson punishment, collective yeah. guilt. Yeah, and if anybody shouldn't be Horsecock, he's the president. Leon yeah. is just a random officer. Or yeah, is he listen, a random officer? He's I don't know if it's your fault, but someone who looks like you with a big Johnson yeah. did wrong. Yeah. Judge people um, not by the size of their Johnson, by <laughs> the contents of their Johnson. <laughs> their ability to use those Johnsons. Yeah. <laughs> like the Joe and Alice winning, so sent me off in a good mood. Just light on big laughs, but still enjoyable. That makes my overall season 10 average score 3.2, making it my 10th best season out of 11. Only season 11 is worse. Wow. Had a lot of solid episodes, but the only season without a four and a half or a five really hurt it. Okay, wow. So, yeah, that's a good segue then to our overall episode ranking. Yeah. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. So the audience overall, um, everyone except for Jim was over a three on this. So this was a pretty uh, across the board, well-liked episode with uh, going as high as a five with Svi. Um, averages out to an audience score of 3.75 which is the 28th ranked episode, according to the audience. Um, we uh, we don't uh, move the needle much because that 375 averages out with your three and a half and my four also to a 3.75. 
and which is also the 28th overall wrecked episode. So we uh, we didn't even accomplish anything here. We did yeah. nothing. Or yeah. I guess you could say the audience did nothing because Our between the two of us, necessary. it also averages a 3.75. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, I think this is the first time that has happened. So that's a pretty fitting way to end things where <laughs> both the audience perfect average, and yeah. the hosts are in exactly the same place, 3.75, uh, exactly the 28th ranked overall episode. So a fitting ends to a fitting show. Um, now, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I do want to discuss on next on our next episode, yeah, the overall rankings of all 111 episodes. So, anybody who has ranked all the episodes from one to 111, or who wants to do so, um, please send that in to me or, or send that into to our normal email address, which is what pretty good. What is it? Sorry, it's uh, postman curb postman at gmail.com curb postman at gmail.com thank you curb postman or, or send it to av and i in any other way that you know how that's fine curb postman at gmail.com and i will incorporate that and av um i think yours is uh, is on the uh, spreadsheet right my my right my rating for each episode is on the spreadsheet yes. just one to five but you haven't um you haven't ranked the episodes themselves from one to one oh no but i guess i could do that we could do yeah. if, we, if, we're, if we're gonna do an episode yeah so say, um, that, but maybe that, that could maybe that could actually be its own episode rather than, i thought you uh, did have that because at some point i have a, a column for you um through season seven or eight it looks through season yeah seven. i think i i stopped at some point so maybe yeah. i'll uh have to finish that off yeah um yeah, but I'll at least talk for right now about my seasonal rankings because Olin said this is his second to lowest season ahead of only season 11. Um, and, and my season 11 rankings are subject to change. But based on the average of each episode of each season, um, there are three seasons that I have clearly a tier above the rest. And then I have seven seasons all very, very close to one another. And then I have one season that's by far the worst. So do you want to guess what by far the worst season is in my rankings? Um. Probably season one. No, season nine. The Fatwa season. Season nine. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so that's a very bad season. And then the three that are the best are the overall best is season two, which is when they take the show around um, with JLD. And then with yeah, probably season four. Season four, the producers. And season seven. And season seven. Yeah. Yeah. So those, yeah, those three are sort of in a tier by themselves. Those all average more than three and a half pretties per episode. Uh-huh. Um, with season two averaging 3.8, which is like absurdly strong. Um, and then I have season three, which was the restaurant season 10 coming in fifth place, actually. So uh, not bad. The Spite Store uh, season one comes next. And then uh, season five, which is when he donates kidney and he's adopted. Then season eight, which is in New York. Then season 11, which is, you know, the one we just saw with the Young Larry show and, and the, uh, in the pool, the five for fence. And then season six, which is when we meet the blacks and when Larry gets uh, separates from Cheryl. Those are all pretty close together. And then, yeah, the Fatwa season, season nine is uh, in a tier by itself down below. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so Olin is much lower on season 10 than I am, apparently. Season yeah. 10 is the perfectly average. My overall average uh, is, is exactly 3.1 pretties out of the 111 episodes. And season 10's average is exactly 3.1. So oh, season 10 interesting. is a perfectly average season to me. Yeah, I don't know what my overall average is. I have, I see, I have season ten as three point four five. So that seems probably like a little bit above average. Yeah. Um, now you're a slightly more generous, greater than I am. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah I see. We'll discuss I, this next week. Okay, let's do this next yeah. week. Fine. So we'll do the total seasonal work. Yeah, because or the week after. Well, yeah, let's do it on the next episode. Time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that takes us to next week. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> we, we may or may not take a week off, but well, our next assignment is we're going to watch, rewatch all of season 11, 
see how we approach it after seeing season 10. Um, I'm going to try and come in fresh and re-rank each episode. I will not look at my rankings from before. Others, as I said, encourage you to do the same. Everyone is encouraged. Uh, send in any rankings you want. Send in ideas. Send in whatever you want. And we are excited to uh, keep talking to you at least for one more week because we think that it's been... Pretty, pretty, pretty. Get a life, Jews.